Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, here we are, episode 13, A Baker's Dozen. As uh, Tim predicted, just not one episode ago. Um, the SS Sparks and Rec is in in at port briefly to refuel, give the cast and crew a quick um, some quick shore leave before heading out, my friends, on another voyage at sea. That's right. All hands on deck. Here we are. We have a uh, full crew again today um i am one of your uh crew members your your chief officer i guess well we'll try the maritime uh analogy guys we'll ride it as deep as we can this week and see see what we can do okay wow i'll be your chief officer for this coast to coast uh matthew jigma linkba rooks coast to coast the most to toast um joined as always uh by our chief engineer. Let's just see how it works. All right, chief uh, engineer. I'm Scotty. <laughs> um, Tim Agency Thirteen, the um, jagged spear to my uh, cat familiar. How about yes. that? One, Those are like my two favorite upgrades. I like it. Yeah, and I didn't even use an upgrade. I just used one of my shitty starter cards. But anyway. hey, hey, the cat familiar is like the best, man. And for those of you keeping uh, track at home, we're not two minutes in. We've already dropped our first expletive. We'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, first, let's introduce the rest of our crew members here. Our um, second officer on deck is Sam Scrapforce, a.k.a. Okay. (laughs) He's an able seaman. All right. He's an AB. Next in our deck department, we have our AB, otherwise known as an able seaman. Um, Sam, Sackforce, Parsons. Uh, how are we doing today, Sam? Say hi, say hi to everybody. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, fam? Uh, trying to talk like I'm 12 because that's my emotional <laughs> maturity level. Uh, doing good today. Uh, definitely not the first to the F-bomb, but I feel like I'll be the worst with it. So I'm trying to set that for my goal for the pod. Looking forward to another great time. Thank you guys for having me on. All right. Well, well said. Last but not least is the most important um, crew or, or position on a vessel, for those of you who don't know, and that's the cook. And, and the cook uh, <laughs> on our uh, voyage today is the chef himself, Diamond Double Dubs, Chris Walberg. How are we doing today, bud? Hey, hey, hey. I am doing awesome, man. Thanks for the introduction there. I don't know if you know this uh, from the intro there, but I actually worked in a kitchen for 10 years. Did you know that? I knew that. Ooh. What? There <laughs> yeah. we go. Now. We talked about it at Origins. Heck yeah, we did. See, it's all I started coming together. as a, a dishwasher at the young age of 14 and uh, stayed there all the way till 24. So learn my way up the ranks so i'm happy to be the cook here on the ss sparks and rec let's roll boys let's do this he's the best at baking a tot muffin if you will (laughs) maybe 
maybe f- slapping a flapjack on you. If you okay. Will. Some bananas? Bananas? Let's get going. Make banana jokes? Yeah, glad <laughs> we waited for that one. Make an intro joke. Feel free to cut uh, that out. Now, now the <laughs> cook is is the most important. Now, not for not for you know the obvious reasons of making good food, but for anyone who has seen the movie Under Siege, you know that cook. You never want to underestimate the cook. And I'll say the same about Double D. You never underestimate my man. He he's Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, he is in many ways. And we are and, under and, siege, my friend. And Sack, Sack Force is jumping out of the birthday cake. So. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped out a while ago. He, and, and then he jumped over the shark afterwards, I think. Yeah. I, got the, I got the tassels, but only one in a different place. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's right. God. Now, I I did joke uh, just a few moments ago about the uh, uh, expletives that were being laced. And for some of you more keen-eyed uh, listeners... Last episode, yes, we did actually switch over to the uh, explicit, I think, quote unquote, uh, tab. Because you know what, we're doing this for fun, and sometimes we—I mean, we're sailors after all. We're we're sailors, right. and we speak <laughs> and we speak like sailors. So, you know, forgive us. We're we're not trying to offend anybody. If you're listening with small kids in their car, put you know earplugs in there. We're trying. We're, we'll try to keep it, you know, you know, as salt free as possible. But uh, an errant. Curse word may slip in here and there. Okay, I do my best to edit them out, but can't get them all. Anyways, um, let's segue into what episode thirteen is going to be all about, boys and girls. Um, and before we do that, I just want to give a quick thank thanks to all of our supporters, everybody who's listening, downloading, subscribing, listening to us, joining the Discord. <sighs> enjoying the discussions, you know, all that good stuff. It's so cool to see this burgeoning, blossoming community, all of the cool things that are on the horizon and to kind of be in it together with all of you guys is such an honor and privilege. And just want to say thanks to all of you guys who support us in various ways, whether that's on uh, the Discord, uh, Patreon, uh, other donations, um, whatever it, wh- however it may be, we have guys who do YouTube content, uh, guys who do uh, guys and gals who do all sorts of content. So thanks to all you guys. Um, one more thing from me, one more housekeeping before I, I'll give it over to Tim. Is uh, by the time you hear this, will either be the end of the uh, logo contest for the Discord server. Uh, it, this is just kind of a small, fun contest we're doing about the, the logo. Uh, we're switching it up, and we're taking user submissions, and we will be voting on it for the first week of September. All right, so if you hear this and you haven't seen or voted on the Discord server logos, hop on that and check it out. There's some really cool entries, and uh, no matter what the uh, winner will be. We're going to have a really cool, shiny new logo. So check that out. And thanks to all the people who have uh, participated and submitted some really cool um, stuff in there. All right. That's it for me. Um, Tim, I'm going to toss the baton over to you. Uh, we have some really cool news about Lua. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about this? With us? So I'm going to take the bridge here and talk about Lua. We're going to keep on the oh. ship analogy. I this is what I've learned from Star Trek. So uh <laughs> there we go. Um 
what? It's been a week. Has it been two weeks? I don't know. It's been a while. They did an update and they added a way to, for, you know, players, fans, whatever, to do our own mods in the game. Right now, uh, the mods that we do are only available like versus AI games. They haven't had any uh, um, PVP with it yet, but you can design new cards. You can change and alter cards you can change the game setup there's all kinds of stuff you can do with it um the it's the developer mode and they do have a couple of options for pvp that were like examples that wise wizard uh wrote up so they i think they have the double health and the no heroes mode that you can do challenges with in pvp but uh I started a GitHub repo with all their examples, a couple of the things that I did. If anybody uh, wants, I what I'd like to do with it is have uh, anybody that wants to add stuff. And as long as we ha- I have your permission, I'll gladly put that in the repo and we can, you know, merge stuff and all of that in there with Git and, uh, we can have have a, a big community resource for people to draw from. So even if you don't do any coding or developing or whatever, you can go to that source and you can download the code and you can put it into the game and, and try stuff out. So, uh, yeah, if and if you're somebody that's developing and, and writing code and working on this stuff, I know there's a few people that I've talked to. Um, if you want to share what you've been working on, uh, I'll be more than happy to put it up there. Uh, for everybody to to get to. So that's kind of where we're at. And I'm sure we will be talking more about this stuff as news and oh, yeah. uh, everything develops uh, as far as like the stuff that I, not just me, but anybody writes that we can do in PVP or co-op or whatever and all those different modes when we can do that. Uh, that'd be awesome. Sam. Tim, what are you most excited about in your tinkering? that you see as something that could happen in the future? So so there's a couple things that I'm really excited about. Um, there, there's really two things that I'm super excited about with the tinkering. One is I've had so many discussions on balance changes and what we could do, this or that. This is a way that we can come up with an idea for a balance change and we can test that stuff out and say, yeah. oh yeah, this, this actually works like I thought or no, that was a horrible idea. I am not a good game developer, you know, like all those things. So, um, and once they open it up to other people, like you could share the code or they make a PVP possible where somebody hosts it and other people, I don't know how they're going to do all that, but you can get testing with more than just, you know, versus AI opponents. The other thing is uh, different game formats for events, tournaments, community stuff so like they did the splintered thandar tournament in person you can make battlefield effects that happen for the game mm-hmm. or you can make mm-hmm. it so that it's the legends format where you're playing without heroes and then the top eight you play with the classes that sort of thing so chris 
Yeah, I just think about like how creative the community has gotten with like what we have in front of us now between like Tavern Brawl, Predator, King of the Castle, and like we've as a community innovated some really sweet ideas. So for just the lid to come off with what Lua offers here is just uh, absolutely incredible. So I'm really hyped for what's in the future. The big thing is when it is going to be opened up to PvP because as I understand right. it right now the custom scripts from mm-hmm. developers mode are ai only so yes yeah yeah pvp well i also think like some custom scenarios would yep. be a lot of fun to build as well like to write your own uh kind of scripts and uh different um hurdles you have to get through and make your own scenarios to run through it would also be kind of fun i think but, yeah my yeah. i oh, go sorry. ahead Sam. one of the thing i'm one of the things i'm really excited about kind of on that note but is like multiplayer pass just two and of course that's with yeah. pvp2 PvP chris so like when we get to like four player games we can do 2v2 tournaments we can do all sorts of cool stuff yeah. or just one on one on one on one be really awesome too just excited to see what what that brings to the game in in star realms they have like the arena where you can it's like the the random queue only it's a different scenario situation where like maybe every turn uh it changes every week how they do it so it's a different scenario every week but i'm just thinking of like a tournament or event that like you do that say okay we're signing up for this event it's gonna be that um there's no fire gems in the in the market so we're playing like that Mm -hmm. or you can you can set up the market deck so that maybe we're only using three of the four factions or there's all kinds of ideas you could come up with this stuff um yeah there there there's all kinds of things we can do with it and so once wise wizard announces how we can how that's actually going to work with pvp that's exciting the other thing that happened in that update that's really exciting for community stuff is level specific challenges so I'm pretty sure Tavern Brawl is going to have some rule changes. I know Highlander is going to have some rule changes. Uh, and there may be other events where we set it up like, hey, this is going to happen at level seven or whatever. And that's possible now. So that's really cool, too. So, like, the doors have kind of opened super wide for stuff we can do as a, a community. So really exciting. Awesome. super exciting yeah. and once we get some shaping some templating and some structure to how we can use this and once there's kind of an established uh whether it's community or uh wise wizard uh content that you can use and kind of cherry pick and uh use to build mm-hmm. your own content with and there's a library of different things you can use it's gonna really like tim said just the possibilities and we just listed off the top of our heads like four or five different totally different ways we could use this uh lua to kind of enrich the content and the way we interact with the game so super exciting stuff one of the things that i'm working on with that uh github repo is uh templates for like okay here's a template with a bunch of comments in the code that won't affect the code but that will tell you what stuff's doing so if you're not uh much of a programmer so you're sort of like me i'm not a great programmer at this point but i'm learning and i'm making progress with it um like if if you can understand some of that stuff i mean it's more than basic computer knowledge you have to learn 
you know, some of the coding and whatever to do this stuff. But if you can look at that, those comments and say, oh, this template for this is an armor item. This is how I would set that up. Like then you can cut and paste and do some of that stuff. And you don't have to have a lot of programming knowledge to be able to use this. I, you will still need some, but like I'm going to try to make some templates to make it super easy. And hopefully like some tutorial videos and stuff would be coming as well. Go ahead. Yeah, Sam. And on that on that point, Tim, uh, I th what they said on the Discord when they were the developers, uh, Joel and I don't really know mm -hmm. the guy's name. He's there's like two new people that are Forget. now chatting with us as well. Um, and so they said if it's adopted, then they'll spend more time too developing the documentation and helping us out. Right. right. So I think that's also really exciting too. If you're if you have ideas, hop in there and do it and kind of you know show that passion mm -hmm. and and there's a better chance that it'll be something that's supported but even now with what we have there's nothing stopping community members from logging in trying to figure out what something does and just updating the the documentation that you have in the readme that you put in your github repo just to help right. people out and say like this is what this does this is the right syntax for this blah 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 i i took the uh pdf document that i did i made a readme document on on github that's that's formatted and a little easier to search and read than a PDF is for me. So that's in there. There's a couple of templates that I started, but I haven't finished those yet. And um, like I've made a couple of items. I made like an armor item. I, I, I did like a, uh, what was it? Rallying flag, uh, a different version of that. Some of those sorts of things, like just testing around with it. And I ha haven't had a ton of time, but as stuff goes, and I know there's some people that have been, getting real into it somebody just messaged me today about stuff so mm. there's there's some good stuff there if, you, if you're a part of it you can always uh post on the discord share ideas i think if we can share ideas and keep it the make it a community thing that would be really good if we can all help each other and all of that that would be great that's just going to drive this to be a, a great tool for us as a community yeah, and that will better the chances of it succeeding and actually being really deeply integrated with the game. So right. if you're interested in, jump in on it. And it's super easy to do, and you can do it, like you, like Tim was saying, you could start some, uh, simple and small, pick out um, some pieces, and then uh, dig deeper with it. So it's I, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy if you just want to like take different artwork that they have available and change stuff around for it or some of that, like that's pretty easy cut and paste stuff you can do, you know, and modify that stuff and get your feet wet. So like, I'm not super knowledgeable about programming. I'm learning a bunch of stuff and I'm learning this as I go. So yeah, I know there's easy, some people that, that, that do a lot of this stuff as their job. So yeah. Anyway, Really interesting news, uh, kind of an unexpected thing, too. I don't think any of us saw this coming, at least at this stage. Nope. So it was really kind of a pleasant, unexpected surprise. Really cool to see, and hopefully this develops into something really neat. Um, all right, let's keep the uh, intro going here. We've got a lot of housekeeping to get through this week, and that's fine. DD, you're up next. Oh, no, sorry, not DD. Uh Sacky. Sammy, back for us. Well, uh, again, super excited to to hear. Sorry, let me start again. I'm super excited 
to see what happens with this Lua Luau with our community. It's going to be great. Ayo. Had to get that joke in, guys. <laughs> yep. And uh, speaking of technology and coding, let's talk about Hero Helper. Uh, hero-helper.com for the new uninitiated. Go to hero help, hero-helper.com. Put in your IGN. Sign up. Your games will start logging at that point in time. We can't go back in time, but we can start taking snapshots every night of your game data. And your data will grow. As it stands right now, we have 35,945 games in our database. That is inclusive of in-progress games and co-op games, too. So if you see a little bit of a wiggle from the sheet that we have right now, that's probably what's going on. Really exciting stat, you guys. Really exciting stat. Guess how many users we have. It's a good milestone number. I bet you'll get it. 100. 100. We hit the century mark, my friends. We have hit the century mark. Yeah, dude, that's huge. Great. Congrats. 100 users now, which is actually surprising. Like, I never thought that we... I mean, I was I I don't know what the potential is here, right? But as the Discord grows, so do we. Um, so far, so good. We haven't seen any really major crashes or hiccups with the server. Everything still seems to be running really good. So I'm very happy about that. Um, right now, we have uh, of those 100 users, 8,709 different heroes, and a player one win, win rate of. 52.5%. Now, one interesting little wrinkle on the win, win rate, and we won't go too deep into stats today. Uh, I got this, and I've got one little uh, flavor stat for you guys, too, which is a surprise. Um, but win rate versus real-time and async is almost identical. It's 52.03% win rate. I guess 0.04 if you're rounding up. If you're on real-time, and 52. Nine, if you're on async, almost identical. So, I, really having that aggregate re, uh, win rate stat is not bad for the player one, player two. It's kind of interesting. Now, that is all games inclusive of you know co-op, whatever. I don't know how co-op even does that player one versus player two. I probably have to clean the query up a little bit to correct for that. It's not, but there's only like 600 co-op games, anyways. They're not really throwing the stats off too bad. But uh, I thought that was really cool. Kind of came up and that came up in discussion on the uh, Hero Helper Discord, which feel free to join the Hero Helper Discord if you have questions about how stuff works. I'm happy to go in and look um, uh, about how that uh, all works and what we can do. And uh, and yeah, you're you know any any questions kind of help the discussion and we can see what's possible. Now here's the flavor. Here's the little flavor. Uh, Hold on, Sammy. I got one little. One little sprinkle for you first. Yeah, one little please. sprinkle of, of, of spice uh, before you add your flavor. Hit me, baby. You said there was 100 uh, users. And just to put that in perspective, I think we've got uh, 340 or 341 users on Discord right now. So ba- one in three of our Discord users are signed up for uh, Hero Helper, which is pretty pretty cool. That's a pretty good ratio. There, that there's is some- awesome. There's a number of people that aren't on the Discord that use Hero Helper as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, a perfect Venn diagram, but right. But just to put yeah. it in proportion, like yeah, uh, yeah, really cool, uh, great stuff. And that the Discord is growing very quickly, um, thanks in part, I think, to Hero Helper. And I, I I know the Hero Helper membership must be growing as well. So uh, all of yep. this is connected. And I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you guys. 
for the work you do in uh, growing the community. All of you guys, uh, especially recently, Double Dubs has been doing such a great job, not only with the streaming, but has getting the word out in other uh, forums and venues and really drawing people in. And, and uh, it's really appreciated. And of course, their work tim does with just keeping everything running behind the scenes people don't even know like what the wizard of oz does behind the curtain to keep the uh, to keep the kingdom running uh in terms of hero Alber. um but uh anyways cool uh sammy sorry for for that short it turned into a medium long uh, interject interjection continue on with your flavor though if you can it was i think that was taught enough jig don't feel bad it was taught enough for sure Ooh, that's um, what she said. I'm a little. I was just going to say, other than that, I'm trying to target like a three to four month window. I've been really busy lately. Summertime's kicked in, vacations, house renovations, all that stuff. But trying to target like a three to four month window to getting us up on dashboards. I've made some good progress lately, and uh, I feel like I'm just on the precipice of getting us live in the web app. So no more spreadsheet. We can all log into the app and just see what our stats are on the uh, individual player IGN level and check it out as well as in the aggregate the across months. the entire user base yeah. level too. Awesome. Cool. Good to know. Cool. All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, this is stretching into one of our longest uh, intros ever. This is I the think, intro and it's fine. a half hour long already. Yeah. That's good because we have a lot of housekeeping to get through. So that's fine. Um, last but not least, the chef double dubs. Uh, give us a quick overview of the episode today. What are we going through today? That's right. I'd love to tell you what we've got cooked up in store for this evening's God. podcast. So out of the gates, mm. we're going to hit you up with everybody's most delicious segment. What would you do? Followed up with the mm. by priority list by class and <clears throat> not so much of a list per se, but we're going to have a segment where we talk about the different cards in the game and how we might change how we would prioritize them based off of the class that we're playing. So we'll have some discussion going on that. We're also going to have a segment of card talk where we discuss the low tier cards, meaning those cheapos that can tend to clog up the market row. We're going to give you some tips on when you're going to want to pull the trigger on those and when you might want to leave them and, and not mess around with them. Uh, after that, we're going to do a little bit of who let the pod out followed last but not least with the community roundup. Awesome. We got an action packed voyage for you guys today. Who let the pod out, by the way, is back by popular demand. We had an overwhelming response. Our Gmail inbox was over. It was just flooded. We, we got Google shut it down. First of all, they <laughs> shut down the email account. We had other problems on Discord with, you know, we, members we've not clamoring. He's making all this shit. Okay, but it's understandable. Okay. Well, we can, we can, we can the host, feed. The host for that segment is like really, really funny. That guy, amazing. Agreed. Highly, highly uh, charismatic and talented. All right, guys, uh, we have um, finished our shore leave. The vessel is packed up, ready to go. We've got all of our rations are on board. Um, the crew is happy. They got a nice uh, shore leave. They're rested, ready to go. Uh, we're singled up. All aboard. Let's head into episode 13, everybody. Sparks and Recreation.
coming up next week, Alan, what would you do? What would you say you do here? What would you do? Episode 13, y'all. Here we are. All right. So before I hand it over to Chris to paint the scene as he as he does, uh, I just want to give a quick overview. What would you do is where we look at a, a situation in the game, Hero Realms, where we have a critical decision point and we look at the different choices that are available and we basically evaluate them and say what we would do in that situation. We post this picture of the screenshot as well as the game state, what's in your opponent's uh, draw deck and discard and same for you. And this helps us evaluate uh, what, for example, what uh, are the best cards in the market to buy uh, if you have to discard anything, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so um, you can see these screenshots. There are links in the show notes for you to watch uh, or for you to view. Also on Discord, there's a, a channel dedicated just for this where you can view the images as well. It might make uh, listening and following along a little bit easier especially if you're newer to the game. Okay, with that said, double doves, over to you. Can you paint the scene for the 13th version of What Would You Do? Yeah, I'd love to. So we are looking at a matchup between two level 12 rangers that are built quite similarly. They both have what I refer to as the usual suspects in the form of flash fire arrow, light crossbow, and unending quiver. They have different tracks. We are from the perspective of a 4-3 ranger, and our opponent is a 3-2 ranger. We've taken snapshot, which is going to get us two arrows and a draw and a stun. And then our opponent has the version where they get two stuns, one arrow and a draw, and we both have the cloak. So that's... um, our base setup that we have. And then for purchases, we have purchased a dark reward. Our opponent has purchased three cheap economy cards in the form of profit recruit and elven gift. And so then laying out in the row, we have death threat domination profit elven gift and Tyranor the devourer. We're currently looking at six gold to spend And we have a potential Hunter's Cloak activation, which means we could get up to seven gold. And I will also note that Tyranor is being reduced by one due to the Horn of Calling. So on the Discord, this was broken down into three main decisions that people could vote on. First was Tyranor. Do you just snap up Tyranor here? Do you take domination was the second option that people were presented with. And then the third was a combination of death threat plus elven gift, which is interesting because the ranger loves draws. So two draw effects, you know, is that the route that you want to take for the deck? So um, a really interesting row here where, you know, we want to look, what would you do in this situation? And I think I'll probably go ahead and lead off with uh, what I would do personally. And I think it should come as no great surprise to anyone in the listening audience that I'm grabbing the big red demon once more. I just, (laughs) I can't pass up on Tyranor, you guys. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, if uh, Deception is my number one favorite card, Tyranor is probably my number two. I think that like it has a 
just a mean habit of winning games all on its own. Um, now we do have the dark reward already, but it pairs up so nicely dark reward and Tyranor that if we get super scrap down, we're going to be getting that six damage and the draw all the time. I also want to be keeping that away from the opponent there. They've got a lot of economy. Sure. Let them buy a domination. If we're super scrapped with dark reward and Tyranor, I like our odds to be able to beat them down, even if they have a clogged up deck with a domination. And the final point that I'll make before kicking it over to the next person is that I generally find it to be true that the eight cost cards are more powerful than the seven cost cards. Um, you could make some exceptions and just generally speaking, the more expensive cards are are better. So that's kind of an OK uh, guiding choice to follow here as well. Maybe not a strong point to end on, but but um you know, those, those are the reasons why I would, without hesitation, probably take Tyranor here. Well summarized. Yeah. I think that's a solid um, stance to take and you supported it. Well, Timmy, let's go to you next. What would you do in this situation? So, so I think, I think I agree with uh, Mr. Dubs that I would go with Tyranor. Um, one one really good point that he made was the uh, the dark reward and Tyranor having both of those. One, your opponent will have no scrap at that point, and you'll have possibly three scrap or three sacrifice, you know, each deck cycle or more if Tyranor stays out. And once you get you know sacrifice down, you're you're pairing those up. So you're getting the draw and the extra six damage on top of the four damage in the three gold that you get. So, um, that's just a great combo. Like I, I hate passing up domination. I also hate passing up elven gift. Like as a ranger, elven gift is amazing. Like it's a great card. It helps your economy to fire off your, uh, your track, all that stuff. And it, also let you cycle a card like that's a great card for a ranger um one thing i do want to point out is you also have your your snapshot <laughs> you have your hunter's cloak to be able to get to seven you could get to eight but eight really isn't going to do anything for you here uh so yeah i think tyranor is the way to go Domination's hard to pass up though I, I will disagree that like the eight costs are better than the seven costs. Like situationally, yes, definitely. But domination is as good as most of the eight cost cards, really. I would say. The, the, yeah, especially as a ranger. That's a that's a tough card to pass up. It's hard to argue with that. Good points, Tim. Um Sammy, yeah, I know you've got. Unfortunately, oh no, there is a sacrifice card here, sack for us. So, yeah, what would you do well, in this situation? It will come here? As no, sorry, well, it will come as no surprise that the man who has self-labeled sack force would go with the big red demon. <laughs> uh, it it partially it's even just you know traumatic experiences of trying to get cute as Decat would say to me <laughs> in previous coaching sessions and like like oh maybe if i do this and this i'll have you know i can create this beautiful deck and i'll buy some combination of cards that isn't 
ideal, but I have this theory about how they can work out, and it just doesn't work out. Tyranor, if you buy it, you basically get to the point where as long as you get yourself with enough econ, um, you know, you really have great cards in your deck. And you can even do, like, temporary buys of shitty cards and then scrap them later because you have enough scrapping power to even do that. Like, maybe you would pick up a profit uh, if you if that's the card you could get. Well, because you needed it, then you can scrap. You can kind of scrap it later once it's service purpose. You you have dark nice. reward, which is three gold too already. Yeah. So you already have a good economy card in your deck, and that's a big that's a big plus. Uh, now another point too that uh, I think is good is if you are really scrapped down as a ranger, you're also hitting on flash fire a lot, which is an extra two damage. Um, about probably probably every time that would come out, which is nice. Um, so that helps a lot. So I would definitely probably go Tyranor here. I would grab um, some Econ cards to go with it because you're going to run out of those golds pretty fast and you want to keep the track going, especially with the two gold track. Um, and then just as a final thought, I, I still agree with Tim where domination is really hard to pass up, especially as, as a ranger. Um, one of the things that I've kind of learned over just talking with really good players and um, playing the ranger myself is if you can get imperial going it just kills with ranger because you can pair it so often mm -hmm. so if you get some good imperial cards going then you can pair them up and really keep yourself alive and and you're still doing damage because you're still cycling so much so it does make it very hard to pass on dom but in this case you got to go tyranor and just hope you get a little bit more heal or you're just gonna out damage the the opponent here Well, well, in 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 something to think about here, if you look look at basically comparing Tyranor and Domination, you got a little less damage from Tyranor. You get the auto draw from Domination, but if you can pair up Tyranor, it gets a draw as well, and mm -hmm. you're scrapping two cards. Mm -hmm. So, like each one of those that you scrap is like a draw that you get later on because you're not getting the cards that you don't want; you're getting the cards that you do want and so like uh but domination if you you know get the ally ability and you have no other imperial at this point so it's not going to happen um is to prepare a champion so you, you even need a champion for that ally ability to be any good so you're really looking at six damage six heal and a draw whereas tyranor is four damage sacrifice two which is almost like drawing two so that like but here's the big thing. Tyranor has six defense guard too. So that that's like six heal right there. So uh, that's, I, I don't see how you can look at that and not pick Tyranor over it as a ranger, especially like you're going to cycle through, like you scrap out four cards out of your deck and you're cycling through your entire deck every turn. Yeah. What, you know, one other thing too, to add, if you look, it's turn four. And getting right. an early scrap like that, mm, sexy. Whereas if you get domination, that gives you an extra draw, but it you draw it once per deck cycle and it's out of there. And so it does help speed up your deck, but yeah, I'd rather my enemy enemy get it. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about domination, right? And I think in every... Um, you guys all gave great reasoning for basically choosing Tyranor, who is, you know, usually the de facto choice in any what would you do situation, especially this early in the game, turn four. I will say, domination, 
uh, might have a case here. And I think because of the nature of the matchup, the Ranger matchup, and the fact that you want draw cards, you want healing for sure, and you want damage, uh, is going to be a huge uh, factor in this one. And will help you basically keep your cloak alive or activated longer than uh, than your mm-hmm. opponent. Um, I'm just going to say this straight up to uh, the second point uh, I, I got from Noodle, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to spill the beans here. Noodle also actually t- chose domination, and one of his uh, re- points of reasoning was there. It is the snapshot. Yeah, so you both have Snapshot. So no matter who gets Tyranor, is only going to get to use it once that first time. Now, it's it's still valuable. I'm not saying it's not, right? Right. But by the time this game progresses, especially since you've already scrapped once, if you can get Domination and cycle it quick and start getting that uh, health differential, um, even if they get uh, Tyranor, because they haven't sacrificed anything yet, uh, you're still probably going to turn out okay, I think. So... Um, I'm going to side with Noodle here. I think um, Domination actually has a, a valid uh, line of attack. Chris, what do you think on that? Yeah, I'll make a quick point about the Tyranor having like pseudo six health stapled onto it and the fact that it's a guard of six. Um, one thing about that is because it's not actual heal, it can never turn your cloak back on in the same way that Correct. Domination could. So yep, that's absolutely. a little point in the favor of d- huge. domination. Yeah, huge. That that's and, true. Yeah, and uh, domination cannot be affected by your opponent's snapshot. Yeah. True. Anyway, all very good points and yeah. good reasons <laughs> why you might want to take domination over. Yeah. All right. Now that said, um, I did also hesitate and think for a moment about because there's two other great cards here for our uh, for Rangers early. Elven Gift and Death Threat. They're both actually really good. And you can get both of those here without doing anything. Without, without I mean, spending your cloak on it. Um, I thought about it for a second, but I ended up with the, um, the domination in my line of, of attack. According to the Discord, however, where we'll switch to next, um, we'll just talk about uh, how some of the people thought about what they would do in this situation. All right. According to the voting in discord, five people chose Tyranor. Two people chose uh, a combination of, um, open gift and death threat. And four people chose domination. So it was actually pretty close spread between domination that and Tyranor. And two people in the middle chose, um, the open gift death threat. One of those people was Nivik. S freak was the other one. Uh, both great players, uh, especially with a ranger. Nivik says, and this is a, he makes some good points here. He says, Elven Gift, Death Threat, Profit. Yeah, he wants to also throw the Profit on there. I think to combo with the Death Threat, um, he basically wants to get insurance against Tyranor, I think, so he can activate the stun on, on uh, Death Threat. But he says, basically, you want draw. You want to stack as many draw cards as you can in, in your deck. You've already got one sacrifice. Uh, this is the way to go to speed up the game and cycle through your deck uh, quickly. Even if your opponent gets Domination or Tyranor, you can um, use this combination to 
to to win. So he would actually, and he's a high level ranger. He plays, in fact, he only plays ranger. So he had an interesting take there. Uh, we had a few more here. I'm one stunna said. Um, I feel like your deck is already thin enough. Uh, you're just going to clutter it with Elven Gift. So uh, he would say uh, Tyranor gives you a better opportunity to maximize Dark Reward. So that's what he would choose. Um, Master Chulky chimed in. He said Tyranor is the only option. Wow, very strong mm-hmm. uh, thing here. Noodle Tube, Noodle Tube chimed in and said this is awesome because basically everyone is saying different things than he did in the game. <laughs> uh Zwivix chimed in and says, uh, my gut tells me Tyranor, um, but I also like Nivik's idea, seriously. Okay. Uh, I don't think he actually voted with emojis, but he chimed in there, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Logan Stewart says Domination. So we have another down there. Cool. Good choice there. Fierro says uh, also Domination. He was the other Dom vote, I think. All right, so we had a pretty good um, – this is a really good submission from Noodle Tube himself. Thank you for that submission. We had a pretty good um, array of different choices. They're all valid too, I think. Like none of them are really bad. You're in a good, You're going to be in a good position to potentially win this game no matter what you choose. So, yeah. I um, wanted to add one thing, one thing. All right, Sam, really quick. Go for it. I will say this too. If you do take the Tyranor – then you are preventing your opponent from getting any scrap because you already have the only scrap card and having that scrap monopoly can be really strong. I'll just add that to the, but I'd still agree. There's really not like between Tyranor and domination. There's not like a wrong choice. I'm iffy on, I like the oven gift and the, in the death touch, but I feel like it's like one of those things I would do when I was trying to be being cute kind of a thing. So it's going to be a while before your opponent gets Tyranor in play and utilizes it. Um, yeah. really season the fact it's going to be a while like you're going to get you're going to do some more damage to them before they even get it in play so anyway yeah all they're all good tyranor is tyranor though i'm not going to slam on him trust me i've lost to him i in many i I, I, w- I would say one i already said i would go tyranor but i think domination's a fine pick as well and i, yeah. I wouldn't really like say you're wrong for picking that or whatever yeah. i think going death threat and elven gift is not the way to go yes they're drawing and cycling and everything but it's one damage and two gold those those two cards don't compare to the other options that you have in my opinion yes they're both drawing they're not taking up space but they're not helping you win here yeah especially considering you don't have any wild in your deck already if you had a wild one or two wild cards you in your have deck no already, wild and and no yeah. blue in your deck yeah already. then yeah yeah i mean no that's a good point and that's how no. that's when those cards get good is when you're factioning them right yeah. exactly yeah. yep i would hope to get right. them in the following yeah. turn but i mean and nivik uh explains his point in detail as well so check it out on discord i didn't give his full yep. defense so check out the discord because he gives a pretty in-depth uh, response there but all right, really good. Uh, what would you do? Uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks to NoodleTube again for uh, sending it in. Any listeners who might have a good what would you do situation? It could be something you want to buy. Maybe it's something you have to discard. Maybe it's something, it's a turn of one. It's a really bad situation, but you're like, what would you do? Cool. 
take some snapshots of screenshots of your situation. Also of your pile, your draw and discard piles and your opponent draw and discard piles and email them to us. Email is in the show notes or send via discord or smoke signal or any other way that you can communicate with us. Um, all right. That will end up. What would you do for episode 13? Up next is the main focus where we are going to be talking about a priority list for buying things, priority purchases, uh, according to class. So it should be an interesting discussion. Let's segue into there now. Woo! All right, we are at our main focus that was an idea from CL Writer 78 talking about the uh by priority uh by class. So like that will go through each class, list the factions that work with them and cards that you would prioritize buying uh and then considerations for early, mid and late game for each class. So I'm going to say I hate take like looking at stuff and say this is this is the list in the order that you should buy stuff because it changes with every game in a game like this. It always changes. It's not a static thing in every situation is different. It's true. Yeah. That said, there's definitely an order of like this card's good and these cards bad. So you're going to buy this good card instead of this bad card. I, I mean, in, in general, it's a good, if you're new to the game, having a list that you can follow and learn how all that plays and say, okay, these, these experienced players say these cards are really good. I need to play with them and see how good they are or how bad they are for like a tithe priest. So <laughs> Sam. And as a, a personal anecdote, when I first joined the Discord server, um, Matt and I think you, Tim, and some other people yeah. used the uh, Tier Maker website and published. I didn't, I was like, cool, this is great. This is awesome information. So that really does help. It really does help if you're a new player. And it upped my game a lot. No, but just take it with a, take it with a word of caution. And Tim, you, are, you explained yep. it very well. It, each yeah. game is not a... Right, you have to take it game by game. It's not a static thing. That said, you can't. There is some value, and we can have some interesting discussion. Um, going through an exercise like this, and you're—I think the right. interesting part of it is Absolutely. you're going to see. We're all going to look at it a little bit differently, and I think the best way to do it is we'll go through each class. We'll go through it alphabetically, starting with cleric, and we'll list some of our very quickly general rules for cards that you like to buy and then maybe some specific examples of what cards you like and then we can go through each of us and if we d disagree we can if you don't have anything to say you don't have to say anything tim what do you think uh i would just say really quick i think you can definitely take like sam was talking about those tier maker lists or whatever you can take this list of a general this is the best cards in these groups. These are the worst cards in these groups. And you can kind of follow along that. And then you look at each class and what matchup you're in, because that matters too. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can modify that. 
So like that's a really good place to start. And you can win a lot of games by following advice like that. Sure. Just know to go from I'm a good player to I'm a great player. You have to ignore it's more than this and, sure. and know the situation. <laughs> you know, that's, I'll, it, I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll quit making that point now. Right, but you know, not every uh, ac- activity you have to do has to raise you to master level, you know, status. You know, yeah. we're talking absolutely. It's, it's little steps and learning the ins and outs of the game at different points is how you actually get to that master level. So, and this is one of the things you do on on the way up. Uh, anyway, and, and I will, and I I will make one quick uh, plug for myself because I did write an article on value cards that are really good for their cost point. That's on Realms Rising. It is called Shop Smart, Shop Smart. Oh, that's perfect. And and you know what? That might have to be the episode title now, Timmy. We're gonna have to. Oh yeah, I got some good gifts for that one. And we'll put in the. Uh, uh, link for that article into the show notes as well. That is a great that would one. Be great. And of course, shout out to Army of Darkness, one of the best movies of all time. Okay. Um, okay. So I think we framed it pretty well. Uh, last thing too, and Tim mentioned it briefly, is early, mid, late game too is going to change. So if we say a card is really mm-hmm. good, it might be good early game, it might not be great late game, et cetera. So anyways, let's go through and just see what we come up with. The kind of interesting discussion we can generate here. I'll kick it off with the cleric, but we're all going to go through and give our thoughts. Cleric, of course, generally speaking, wants to buy champions. That's the cleric. That's what they do. Whoa. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they, of course, like economy generating champions. That helps them. Mm-hmm. Uh, A, they have pretty shit economy built into their starting deck. And uh, bl- blessing. Their champs cost money, y'all. You gotta. You, this blessing is a is an expensive endeavor. You need some champs to fund fund that stuff. So, uh, and of course, buy cards and make your deck better. Sacrifice cards also very important to cut the uh, fat, cut out the useless cards out of your deck, and make it more efficient. Get your champions out of your discard back into play quicker. Um, now I'll just give some of my uh, personal faves for champs all right i put influence in here i'm not sure why um i think one of the reasons is influence is great for anybody really well here's a a, a typical yeah it is economy card and a typical opening situation for a cleric is you have a market row where you can't buy anything because you just don't have good you don't have a lot of uh high economy uh in your starting deck so you can't really buy a lot of good stuff, especially if there's some high-cost cards there. However, if you see a influence, that's a good way to boost, you know, give a jumpstart to your economy. Plus, you can sacrifice it for that damage, and it won't bog you down later. Uh, fire gems. I buy the crap out of fire gems. It's cleric early game, especially, uh, just to get the things going. It, again, if there's nothing else to buy, if there's champions to buy i'll buy the champions if there's a sacrifice to buy i'll buy the sacrifice etc if there's not that's what i go with uh one of my favorite cards i put down here is varic just because he's awesome i would argue he's awesome in other classes as well and we can talk about that at a later time and i would love to do it i always love to talk about varic we can talk about his abs he's too, got abs yeah, <laughs> hey if that's what it gets to get tim on board to talk about varic i will take it 
Uh, I, I absolutely agree. I just don't think it's as amazing as you think it is. I, think I know. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite. We're talking about favorite I'm cards earlier. Of... He's him and Smash and Grab are my two favorites, actually, in the game. That's uh, so funny because they're not mine. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Well, they're really good with Wizard. They can be. They're really yep. good with Wizard as well. Yep. Keep going. Anyway, uh, those are my those are my kind of highlights. All right. Uh, Chris is raising his hand. He's uh, quite familiar with clerics. Double doves. Yeah, what, I love what's cleric. Your, what, yeah, what's your take on cleric? Uh, so a couple things I want to chime in on, especially with smash and grab. Um, it's actually, I don't know if I necessarily value it highly on cleric, but one thing to keep an eye out is that it can be like a pseudo resurrect. If you have oh, yeah. a champion that gets uh, stunned, you can put oh, yeah. that back yes. on top with the smash and grab. So that's something to keep an eye out there for a way that the cleric can use that card that I think is super effective. I think the other main point that I want to hammer home with cleric is that like, wild is where it's at and that's kind of true for all the classes a little bit of a spoiler there but i think basically wild has all bangers for cleric it has like the best champions um in terms of like if you can get a pair of orc grunts cron rock yeah broline number um, one dire wolf even that's probably my favorite champion to get as a cleric yeah, Probably. and even wolf shamans can be good as um, clerics. Right, so yeah. those are a couple of things. Uh, also, like um, imperials as like a close second there. If you can, they're not as strong offensively, but they can make a great champion wall. Imperial is great mm-hmm. for that. Um, mm-hmm. So those were the main things that I wanted to get the, into. There's nothing more demoralizing when playing a cleric that already has so much healing is when they get imperial cards and heal for like 40 hit points in a turn. You're like, I had you at three hit points. Yeah. Yep. I'm conceding. Screw this. <laughs> yep. And I mean, on that point, Chris, like uh, if you had a if you had a champion wall up and you have Master Wayan and mm-hmm. Man at Arms and they're like keying off each other. You have a multiple guards going all that. It, that that's a really good point. Yep, for sure. Um another thing I think it we didn't like specifically call it out, but clerics, um, you may be incentivized to take the stun cards off the market row not because you want them but because you want to keep them away from your opponent like i never really love buying death threat <laughs> but you may uh as a cleric but you may consider doing it um especially well, go ahead well and that also draws so that will help speed up your deck as well it's, it's not like a card that you want to prioritize for your game plan but like you said, you definitely want to keep it from your opponent. And it doesn't hurt you to take it. Never hurts you. And it actually can help you because if a, a good cleric counterplay is to buy champions. So your opponent is right. probably going to be stockpiling champions. So if you can somehow mm-hmm. uh, mitigate that with your own death threat and your own stun abilities, that can be really good for champ, uh, for clerics. Um, anyways, uh, any other... Sammy, did you chime in? Any You already chimed in on cleric, didn't you? Not yet. You're good. You want to? Chris, are you done? I I I I will say that it it also is going to depend on your build a little bit. If you're going with like the the solar coaster build, the yeah. champions are not as important. They are important. You want some, but like if you're going like a steel, even a flock build, like that's important to get those champions. So like you can, you can 
prior prioritize those a little less depending on your build. Yep. Still want some. Yep. And so uh, I'll keep it really top for you, Jig. Um, I always keep in mind something I heard on the Discord, which is the uh, priority scroll, if you will, where you go sacrifice first, champions with econ, and then champions. And that's kind of what I keep in mind, right? So those Broline and uh, brain farting on the other one. Rasmus. Rasmus. Rasmus, thank you. Uh, and also uh, the Madge. The Magus, he's good too. I like him, although he's, he's mm-hmm. hard to keep alive. Um, if you're but, blessing him, he stays up a lot longer. Yeah, definitely. Sorry to interrupt. That's what she said. Yeah. That's what she said. Uh, so <laughs> it is uh, definitely that is my general. That's my general take. And then just I. This may be a little bit harder if you're if you're newer, but just try to plan for the long game. So those cards like Deception and cards that you can will pay off later when you do pair them can be really nice if you can if you can pick them up and afford them. So try to build your economy. Try to get some of those cheap champions. If you can get some early cheap champions, you can trigger your Phoenix Helm, which is really nice if you've built with with Phoenix Helm. So that's always a good play too. I would say those are my my taught comments. Just play it for the long game is also what she said. Nicely done, Sam. That was very tough. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, really good. Yeah, I, I think y'all gave her our uh, comments there. These are not all-encompassing. There's going to be different ways to look at this. We hope you chime in on Discord or wherever and give your own opinions as well. Let's keep the train a-rolling. Sammy, you're up next with the fighter. All right. Uh, what fighter. is your yeah five priority list for the fighter? Uh, my priority list for the fighter is try to buy your skill for two gold. <laughs> and now, and I remember that because I remember our last episode where we talked about skill for two gold. Um, if you, if you skills can buy gold, things, skills to gold. Exactly. If you can buy things, you want to keep your deck as thin as you can, really. Clogging your deck up is, as a fighter is rough, so stay away from Street Thug. Um, ones that don't give a lot of damage. Now, if you're starting to build red cards, the, the Cult Priest is actually not bad because it can proc for four extra damage. I like that. Um, but really my favorite ones are those four, the four gold cards that give, I think it's seven or eight damage each. And they both have like a really nice pair ability, either killing a champion or uh, draw, giving you a draw. The red one gives you the draw. I think it's <laughs> called Dark Energy. and the Dark uh, Energy and a Hit Job. Hit Job, yeah. So those are, bo- those are probably like my two favorite cards for Fighter, are those two. Um, and then it all really depends on what happens because you might get some good econ cards. If you get some influences, that's awesome because they're only two gold. They give you three gold back. Um, but a lot of times you might just get one of those two or, you know, maybe another accompanying card to help out and kill them on turn seven or eight. And that's really kind of what you're going for. So I would say, you know, take what the market gives you. Always use your skill. Only sacrifice your skill if you can get one of those um, really good damage cards. I'll definitely include. Um, the the wolf man in that um i'm having mm-hmm. a really hard time with remembering the names of the cards wolf today <laughs> i like have been form. all day i've been saying the wrong words like i can't remember <laughs> my own fucking name today so yeah the wolf guy that guy your, you your name is sack force i'm yeah, just gonna call, been, call him puppy man or owl it's been longer <laughs> than just today too buddy it, it's been it started i think that's I think a fair you, critique that's a fair i think critique. you smoked yourself this way sam so uh, uh also highly highly possible highly possible <laughs> highly oh. possible 
Uh, wow. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna throw out there uh, a couple things. Yep. Uh, like Elven Curse. I mean, that's great for everybody, but like as a fighter, that can be a real bread and butter because that's a oh, cheap yeah. high damage card. It's six damage instead of seven, but it costs less. So like as a fighter, if it costs more than five gold, you're probably not gonna buy it, uh most games. Like there are there are times, right. there's situations for sure. But most of the time, if it costs more than five gold, you're not getting it. Mm. Um so so those three and four costers are great. And the sparky. Don't forget about the sparky. And, really and spark good can be card. good. It it absolutely for everybody. Yeah. Let me ask a question here, just to interject. What if you're going with the um helm build on the fighter? So Oh yeah. Some, so it changes things, right? Mm-hmm. The the like orc grunt, the uh, death cultist. Yep. Some of these cards that are not great. That it's like, oh, it's got three guard and it only man does at arms. two damage. Yep. Yeah, man at arms. Now you add three damage to those cards, so it's a three guard that does five damage. Granted, if you have a bunch of guards, not all of them are going to get that bonus but it's only once per turn but like those go up in value a lot with yeah. the home build yeah um yeah, the other thing is is draw draw cards are really mm-hmm. good stuff like even like death threat stuff like that stuff that doesn't slow your deck down because the fighter you it, I, if you're just buying like um dark energy now if you're buying all the great cards like that but if you're buying mediocre cards that aren't necessarily giving you a bunch of damage, but are thickening up your deck, you get really slow and you're just, it's not going to happen. All that stuff. Elven gift can even be great for fire. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, I actually wanted to um, talk about death threat a little bit more. I think maybe I'm just like a little lower on this card than other people are. But when I think about death threat as a fighter, I feel like I would have to have seven gold before I would buy that. Like, I feel like I would want to use my skill and buy a fire gem before I went ahead with buying death threat. What do you guys think well, about that? Um, death threat doesn't take up any space in your deck. It's always a damage, but it's, if nothing but it's only else. one damage. Like so, you would, you know, when I compare it to skill or fire, I'd gem, buy it I'm, over a fire gem. Yeah. Okay. Not not play. every time, not always, but okay. like in general, like especially earlier on in the game, and if there's blue cards in the market or in your deck, yeah. like it gets a lot better. I, I the fact that it it's a cantrip, it draws like. And isn't taking up any space. That one damage each deck adds up. Like, I'm just thinking so. about it. Like, if if it if you were to get it in all three decks, supposing your game only goes three decks, mm-hmm. it, it did three damage and got you three draws. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, yeah. I'm, where I'm a where is it? Where where is a fire gem takes up a spot in your deck? So that's one card that you're not getting, and it's giving you two gold. Well, until you burn you it, sacrifice it for three damage as well so yeah it does more damage but it's also one other card you're not gonna get yeah Yeah. so i i mean for me on that it's situational i I usually do pass on the death touch but i think 
the I would be more tempted to buy it if I was fighting, you know, three Clerics. classes, cleric, and also ranger and wizard, because I like to try to keep draw away from ranger and wizard yep. as well. Absolutely. So with those three, I can definitely see it as a good defensive buy. But I'm kind of with you, Dubs. Like I would, re- I would definitely have to have five gold at least so I could trigger my skill and then and then pick it up. It's not a terrible so, card though, Tim. I, I agree with what you're saying right. too. Like, and, but and, and I it's think not the best. And then I think one other thing to think about with this is you're wanting to trigger your your draw and like the throwing axe and stuff. And if you're going with a helm build or something like that, that one damage is the difference between between getting a second draw or not. Yeah. Because you can get your helm and your skill that six damage or not the helm, the throwing axe and your skill is six damage. If you don't have a guard out, what are you going to do? Well, the death threat that didn't take up any space in your deck now allows you to draw a second card as well. So like it's situational. I'm not saying you're always wanting to buy death threat, but I'm, I'm I'm saying it's better than you think it is. (laughs) Firefighter. I did. It was not on my bingo card that we were going to be talking about fucking death Death threat threat. for five minutes on the uh, fighters. Command. Command is like the best though. Command is good in any class. It's the it's probably the best card in the game, I think, for cost performance, in my opinion. But. It, it, it for value, yes. <laughs> yeah, for co- yeah for value for cost performance. Anyway, uh, and you can afford it as a fighter. <laughs> okay, before we move on, are there any final comments on death threat uh, from the perspective <laughs> of uh, <laughs> buying priorities? No. Okay. Good. Uh, I think we're. I think we've gotten fighter pretty good right i mean it's pretty it's it's pretty transparent for the most part although there's different builds and stuff um good ranger is up next this is uh double doves our resident ranger this is what earned him his diamond moniker uh double doves what do you got for us with uh ranger what's your brat your buy priority list yeah so uh i think when it <laughs> shop S smart, when it comes to card types that you would buy, you know, this is some stuff that we've chatted about in the past, of course, but we're looking for draw sacrifice and cycling, you know, so not counting some of the seven and eight costers that are some of the best in the game. I would like to give a shout out to rampage because rampage is just such an awesome ranger card. Um, it does so many cool things. Not only does it it's draw all by itself, but the discard can actually be super synergistic with your quiver. It helps to uh-huh. trigger your cloak. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it's a S tier ranger card. So special shout out to Rampage. Um, I also think that if I had to say what, going back to those seven and eight costers, I think Firebomb might be the best ranger card period period like yeah. if you yeah if you could have any one card on ranger it would be firebomb um i like dark reward a fair amount on ranger which we discussed in the what would you do i like that um it can fuel your track uh it's a great source of economy and sacrifice and then if you can get it factioning it's damaged too so it can really get you firing on all cylinders um, other than that, um, 
I don't usually like recruit or tithe priest or taxation. I like close ranks um, because it can activate cloak all on its own. Um, For guild, you, of course, like the um, deception and to a lesser extent Rasmus. I think that you can do some cool stuff with Rasmus on Ranger. But I think I'll uh, I'll leave it there and turn over to you guys. What do you got, Tim? So, so what do you think about Death Threat? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. All right. Don't wait. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, get it let's get it out of the way now. Oh. No, no, no. No, no, no. You don't have to talk about Death Threat. Right. Well, I'll just say I like it the most on Ranger of anywhere. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. you know. The I'm draw is great. The, yeah. Yeah, it's great there. There we go. Anything with draw is great for a Ranger. Yeah, Wizard likes it too. And, 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 and Sacrifice does a similar thing as draw. It just works differently and takes a little longer. It's not immediate, but it's over the course of a game. If it goes longer, it does the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's good. All right, DD, you gave a good wrap up there. Uh, Timmy, you're already talking about the Ranger a little bit. You got any? You got a favorite card you like to buy outside outside of uh, Rampage? Um, uh, I'm really glad you brought up the uh, Quiver with Rampage. That's a great one where you can discard arrows with it. Um, that's a good point that you don't really always think about, but, uh, command, I love command. Command is the best card ever. I love it. And, uh, you should buy it as a ranger does everything. Yep. But you should um, buy it as any class. I, Elvin gift is a really good cheap card as a ranger that, uh, does a lot of work. It'll fuel your track regardless of which one you got. Um, and if you're going into the wild faction, when it factions that ability, like that four damage, is, it makes it insanely good. It's pretty so tight. It's kind of mediocre if you're not factioning it, but it gets amazing when you faction it. So, yeah, I, I think those, I mean, you covered most of the important stuff. Right. Domination's cool. always a good card. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and that's that was another one in the WWE. YD. Yeah. All right, uh, Tim got his bid in. Uh, Sammy, what about you? Uh, any um, additions to Ranger here? Yeah, I will. Uh, I will give a shout out to Kraka. I think he's gone unmentioned thus far. I always like to get a few Imperial cards in there if I can to try to keep my cloak alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And for the most part, really agreeing with everyone. My general, um, my general approach with the ranger is is honestly try to take what the market gives you and start the train rolling because it's so good at factioning stuff. So I, I do try to grab some imperial to keep my cloak alive, and I try to get damage and with a, a one two punch, um, knock out my opponents as it goes. Uh, Dubs has definitely smoked me many a time. I love getting that reinforcement on pick up wild and 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 how good rampage is and all that stuff i think the most fun i have are the decks when i get deception and compare it with things and the guilt like guild can just be so much fun for for ranger also i think for wizard too it's one of my favorite factions when you can start top decking everything and drawing it into your hand and just killing people and and (laughs) and i'll make this quick but maybe Looking looking at the factions on cards is a little more important than I normally do with the Ranger because the way you can cycle through your deck and stack your stuff, you're going to faction more with the Ranger. So, like, mm-hmm. I look at those values as 
not necessarily guaranteed, but more likely as a ranger. Whereas mm-hmm. with other classes, it's more of a, well, this is a bonus with the ranger. It's like, I might buy it because of the faction. Right. Ability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. Uh, you guys got all the major ones, I think. Uh, wait, double dose. Let me, okay, go ahead. I promise we'll keep it fast. Uh, so it's really funny. I actually was, uh, Sammy was bringing up our ranger battles. We fought against each other in Predator recently. He opened the game with double death touch and had Kristoff and Word of Power. Um, I had Rampage along with Death Threat, which is pretty funny that I had both of those, plus Elven Curse, plus a <laughs> Dire Wolf. And that was enough. Just the, you know, wow. some some wilds. Yeah. That was that was enough to get it there. It was a super tight game. It ended on turn 13 with him probably going to kill me on his turn. Um, so, yeah. It's just funny yeah, that all those great. cards that we talked about came up there and stuff like well, that. Well, the shuffles it <laughs> can be. Shuffles are just a big factor as anything else. Too, but, um, all right. I'll just throw in my two bits here. Uh, Ranger, everything you said was great. All the draw cards are good. I think you hit all of the big ones. Um, one thing I will mention that you did not one card withdraw faction that you did not mention that is great sometimes with Ranger Varric guys again. Uh, yeah, girl. No, it's it's in the it's in the top decking fun time, man. Especially mid game, if you're trimmed down and you have some leftover money, you don't know what to do with. Buy Varric, and even if you don't have any champions in your deck. You can buy a champion that turn and uh, bring it into play that turn if, if things work out. So, uh, again, smash and grabs another really good card that gets a lot 100%. better. 100%. That's even quicker. Yeah, it's even quicker because it doesn't have to be, it works on actions as well. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. But all of those cards, smash and grab. And th- those two cards are actually my two favorite cards in the game smash and grab and Baron. Uh, they work great with Ranger. And sometimes it might not be intuitive, yeah, but they can. They can really unlock games and and close things out sometimes. All right, Thief is up next. Timmy, you're going to take the lead on this. So, Here. so some of the some of the best stuff with Thief. One, I'm going to tell you that Smooth Heist is the heist that you should go with. If you're picking a different heist, you're wrong. Um, you're fine, but I'm, I'm, it's so good. So, and that's going to color my my choices here. Um, Elven Curse, Elven Gift. Um, if you can double Orc Grunt with a Smooth Heist, that's an amazing start as oh, yeah. a as a thief. And also, I one thing these two and three cost economy cards. So uh, recruits, uh, like a recruit and a taxation stuff, stuff like that. You, you can influence. Get to hand early. These are great cards for the thief. And also, if you get those economy cards like your first couple of turns, you're probably not buying much in the way of economy cards the rest of the game. Then you're going pure damage or pure sacrifice or whatever you're going with that. So uh, those are always good. Also, pairs naturally with the uh, thief is is those wild discards. Elven Curse, Spark, Wolf Form. All of those that uh, Grack, anything that does a discard, if you can then use your discard ability, uh, whether it's misdirection or distracted exchange or lift or whatever, whichever one you have, you're using that with those 
it synergizes so well. And it's also going to depend on your build. If you've got the mask build where you're drawing and top decking stuff, those three costs, value cards, you get even more value because you can keep top decking them. Whereas if you're going with a boots thief, uh, their, their value is still good. They're just not as good for a thief. So uh, Elven Curse is probably you dream of getting two Elven Curses in the starting row with, with three gold to start. Like that's... It's the best Every start you can get. Dream, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. But it, there's a lot of combinations that you can make with uh, a taxation and a fire gem to get, you know, a deception or something first turn, and then you're not buying economy the rest of the game, and you're drawing and doing the stuff. So, like, this and is where smooth ice just changes yeah. everything. Yeah. And using your ability, which is key for Thief. And in some matchups, as you know, sorry to jump in. Sam, I'll I'll give the mic to you in a second here. But the Thief, some matchups, you need to basically heal almost every turn or use your uh, ability to survive. And that first turn, you can get away with buying some stuff. But that's why it's good to get that economy. I, I will say even especially the Fighter and the Ranger matchup, you yeah. probably want to use that even it if you're if you don't think going you first and you're not healing, making them discard one slows them down enough that like you will be able to stay in that game. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Um, well, Tim made me re- reminded me with talking about the, uh, the discard cards and how important they are. Um, but really uh, in early uh, nature's bounty, any class mm-hmm. can be a real game changer. For any class, mm-hmm. I mean, it's for thief. I think it may be a little less impactful. But I mean, but it's still it's four gold. It's like it's incredible. So I would say yeah. I always try to prioritize a nature's bounty if I can get one. If it's unless there's something like a damage card that's out there that would be better for my a better fit for my deck. But an early an early one can can really be a game changer for you because you can just get so many good bombs later on. Mm-hmm. One yeah. other good one is like if you can get a pair of like the death cultists. That, that have the four damage ally ability like some of the some of the cards the that priest. are really cult priest. cult priest that's what i'm thinking yeah not yep. the death cultist the cult priest yep. even death cultist you can get a couple of those like any of those like they're fairly mediocre cards overall but because they cost less than three and you can get them to hand and if you can get a pair of those you have a little baseball going turn one and yeah. Half the classes aren't going to be able to get through that. You're playing against a cleric; it's almost game over. Turn they can't one, get there. Two death cultists. Wizards yeah, can so. be in trouble too. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing too with those red cards is if you're playing mask, is even if you don't, we're not even talking your smooth heist. You can get uh, if you have a Multiple red card uses. in hand. If you have a red card in hand and a draw card, you can buy a cult priest and get him in play that turn just by using your mask and you mm-hmm. know, drawing it. So, and then, you know, that's 10 damage <laughs> that you're unlocking right. by buying a, by buying two, three cost cards. So yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with thieves, especially and, with the mask uh, with boots too, but it's different. But yeah. And, and outside of smooth heist, your sacrifice and your discard cards that cost three or less that you can shadow mask to the top of your deck and get multiple uses in a deck cycle. You you get a death touch and you can get two or three sacrifices per deck out of that. 
that's awesome. Yeah, you win the game. Well, if you think about this, if you smooth heist it to hand and you sacrifice something from your hand or just or probably your hand, your first mm-hmm. turn, then your second turn, you put it to your top of your deck Shit, and maybe nice. you draw it. And then you just, you right on your first deck, you've already sacked two cards. And then maybe yeah. it lines up so that you can start, you know, cycling again. And basically you've sacked down your whole deck in like, you know, three or four turns. So it's crazy. Right. Good stuff okay. with the thief. Double does. Yeah, I. Well, I kind of kept it quiet on the whole thief uh, bit there. In hindsight, uh, <laughs> you guys went off and made some great points. Covered a lot of the things that I wanted to say. Um, I did have a couple things jotted down. First was Sam had brought up nature's bounty. This is going back a little bit, but I actually really love that card on cleric. I think it's a premium cleric card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't spend too much time on that. It's just it, so good. It, Go any economy that you can sacrifice is great for a cleric. For sure. And that one can like get you the huge bombs and still yep. be able to bless and you sack it out for damage. So like that's a great cleric card, but I won't <laughs> dive too deeply into there. Yep. I feel like Thief is another class where again you want the wilds. So nothing new there, right? I also feel like I don't really love Imperial cards on Thief unless I'm up against a fighter or I'm getting one of the mm-hmm. awesome cards like Commander Domination. Um, everybody had mentioned a few of their favorite smooth heist combos. One that I didn't talk about or that hadn't been brought up yet is double bribery into firebomb mm-hmm. getting top decked or something silly yep. like that. So that's another, oh, that's thing a great one. Out. Oh yeah. 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 Super fun. Um, I wanted to go ahead and weigh in <laughs> that I like death threat on thief a little bit <laughs> because, uh, it's a three coster nice. and shadow masking it up, uh, mm-hmm. is can be good and then it also interacts well with shadow mask being a draw effect mm-hmm, sure. so um that can work out there and then i did on the side here for those wondering at home how many games would you have to play of hero realms before you saw double elven curse on the market row to start the game you if you played a thousand games you would see that happen three times on average so mm-hmm. it is quite rare to live sounds the about right of smooth yeah. heisting double elven curse to hand. It, it, it happened a little more when smooth heist would refill the row after you bought the first card, but now true. That it doesn't yes. happen less. Yeah, very yes. true. Very true. It's probably not that big of a change, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so there you go. Good stuff, thief. All right, and there's so many combos. I think, I think Matt's too, falling right? asleep on us. I am. It's getting. It's getting late, guys. I'm. Uh, it's twelve. Welcome to our, my time zone. It's 1220 uh, in the afternoon in Japan right now, guys, on Tuesday. Brutal. No, I'm, I'm well acclimated at this point. Uh, no, I'm good, guys. With the... Uh, wizard. The wizard is up next. Good. Action cards are very... So, wait, wait. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start with Sam for the wizard? No, I thought I had a wizard. <laughs> you did. We, we did. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> Got him. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously the best wizard on, in the in the group here. <laughs> I mean, it's, the wizard's actually pretty simple. I didn't even spend that much time on it, but uh, of course, wizard wants actions usually. Now, champions can also be quite useful, and sometimes you actually mm-hmm. want to prioritize them if you need them to survive. But uh, actions typically are the way to go. Uh, Imperial cards are often a necessity for the wizard, depending on your matchup and depending on the build of your wizard. Uh, so, I mean, those are some general guidelines to think about. 
then I just started listing some of my favorite cards. And we're supposed to only list two, but I'm listed a few more. And I'm just going to list a few of my favorite wizard cards to get early. All right. Uh, recruit is one of my favorite cards to see, especially if Number you're play one. if if you're player one. Uh, one of my favorite things is if you have that if spell components and whatever other crap you have in your hand, uh, and you can only generate one gold, but you can still buy a recruit with that. Yeah, maybe rings, what whatever else. It makes me happy mm-hmm. when that. Usually that game goes well if if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, influence is another good one to get early. Uh, unless if you're playing a fighter, well, it depends too, like on your build. If you, if you're using gloves, you need to buy as any actions you can get. And here's the other thing too, you have to think about the build. If you're playing a gloves build, you must buy actions. And if there's only one action on the market and it's bribe and there's no other actions there, you're unfortunately, you're going to have to buy that bribe. Otherwise you're going to probably lose the game. Uh, with with a glove based build. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, that that goes or, with the or the wand, uh, the wand as well. Yeah, because you want you want, and usually that's why you, you want, want to pair those two together. together. Yeah, yeah, yep. and that's why that build is very market road dependent. Uh, you can mm-hmm. and it can performs poorly. I I, f- I find my belt myself buying all kinds of crappy actions, and it works out. Yeah, no, that's a good thing is it does work out, especially if you're using that uh, the arcane wand build. But anyway, yeah. um, recruit influence is good, especially in non-fighter, non-ranger matchups. Longer matchups, mm-hmm. influence is great. If you can buy command early, your chances of winning the game drastically increase. <laughs> that's uh, a perfect like even, even in hard matchups, yeah, like if you can get an early command, you probably you have a good chance of winning. Rally the troops, even if you don't have any Imperial oh. cards yet, you get that thing. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rally is the uh, one I'm thinking about, right? No, no, no. Four yeah. And four. Rally. yeah, Rally you automatically get. Uh, and that's another good one if you can get it with spell components and only three. Close ranks is the other one. You buy, even if you don't have Imperial, even if you can't pair it up yet, you buy it hoping you can pair it up later. Uh, even if you can, it's still great damage. Close ranks is good, and of, of course, I put smash and grab here because it's one of my favorites. You can uh, just um, <laughs> you know stuff champions that they uh, killed or stunned last turn, or big cards that you've already used. Your firebomb or your domination, you can mm-hmm. hop back into and basically play with your draw. So uh, those are that's kind of my quick commando top five or top ten list of good cards for for wizard. What do you guys think? Wait, did I miss anyone? So, so, so really, Matt, you want actions that draw and heal. Those are top. Uh, yeah, saying. well, Smash and Grab doesn't heal. No, but that top deck stuff. So that Yeah, yep, yeah. and Close different. Ranks doesn't necessarily heal, but it has a potential to. But yeah, basically. Yep. In general, that's what you're kind of prioritizing. Uh, I yep. didn't say that word right. Yep. Well, if I could get those, <laughs> yep. I'm happy to I, see. I prioritize that too, <laughs> for sure. Prioritize. I, I I think rally the troops is a card that will win you a lot. Of, not just for wizard, but as, especially in wizard. Rangers in, too love rangers love rally, don't they? Fighters even yeah. love rally. Every everybody loves rally. Yep. <laughs> I, I just want to amplify something that you said, uh, Matt, which was uh, top decking with smash and grab. In the in what you said right after, but kind of quickly was that because you can draw it right away, and just you know, the wizard's the only class that can draw 
as a skill. And that makes those top decking cards like so freaking butter and so gold. I love them. I love them. I'll even honestly, I'll even buy bribe if I if I, you know, if it's going to mm-hmm. be paired. I wouldn't get it if it's the only card in my hand unless there no, was no, no other. Depending econ. on the matchup, it's but, good. Yeah. Yeah, like mid mid game too, especially like if I got some blues going, I'll be like, yeah, I'm taking a bribe. I love sure, deception for wizard. Yeah. Love it, of course. Deception. And I will say, yeah, I will say you might be happy to hear this, but I think wizard is my like second favorite and even second probably best class now. Awesome, um, dude. Great. That I, yeah. that I've been so I really the like wizard is having a re- renaissance now, and people I even see like soul. Uh, soul channel wizards in there and uh sometimes they do well but of course sometimes they don't and that's kind of the yep. sad thing here and here's my one thing sorry and i've done it many times but i'm going to do it once again god damn it here's the thing with the wizard they gave healing to the serene channel and the healing is what the wizard needed to help stabilize it and it worked but they gave it they put it on the wrong fucking channel all right. They should have put it on the mid, the pure channel, which is the, the, and I'm not saying they should have gotten three, but maybe two, but the healing should have come from the channel that makes the wizard fun, not the draw one, ho-hum, you know, heal three. And that's, that's why they yeah. kind of screwed up the wizard. And that's my, I'm not saying the wizard is like underpowered and it sucks. Like you can win with the wizard. Of course you can, but you win with the serene channel, unfortunately. Anyway, end of yeah. end of story there. Um, God damn it! Sorry, guys. I, I promised myself I Matt wasn't going to do this. B- b- balance <laughs> the wizard that he likes, not not yes, the best. Yeah, yeah. You, come on. Thank you, Tim. Come on. Yeah, Tim just shorts. Yeah, which is basically right. I'll but I think I'll most blah. most people probably agree with me on that. I think right? <laughs> if they're going to add the healing, just make the you know what I think they should have done. By the way, is make pure channel heals two okay let's say it, it does scry two and it heals two and make the serene channel heal two uh but it only costs one yeah oh. there's your fix. i, I there have you felt go. the same way like having a one cost draw would have been sexy would have been there's really your sexy. fix I, oh, that sounds i don't know. and heal two that, though that seems big and draw cost one only for one cost that's yeah might be too good. It's good. It yeah, it might be. But w- w- welcome, OP Wizard. If you don't um, do that, anyway. though, no one will play Serene Channel. Anyway, and <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that later. Anyway, I just wish that freaking Pure Channel is the, the. So that covers all the classes. <laughs> Chris, what do you want to say, Chris? I didn't say anything about the Wizards yet, really. So I just wanted to get in. Oh, and, uh, well, we don't want to hear from you about the Wizard. No, you know, kidding. I leveled up my wizard play, I think. Uh, anyways, with uh, and it's just a quick point. The factioning we talked about before that Rangers can sometimes mm-hmm. incentivize or like prioritize factioning a little higher. I think that uh, wizards that are playing robes can do the same. You can bank on mm-hmm. your factioning a little bit more than oh, you yeah. can with other classes because that taxation you can pass from one hand to the next to make sure it pairs up and- with your recruit to score that life for sure. And, and if you're playing a soul or a pure channel wizard, you kind of look at the faction. A yep, little the scrying helps yep. as well. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's so a really right, great point. points. Yeah. And again, we're, we're missing a few things here and I was talking about builds and, but I think most wizard builds kind of follow the same buying list, but yeah. anyway, 
Uh, all right, guys. Did we get through this uh, unscathed? That th- That is the main focus. It only <laughs> took us, you know, an hour. Four hours. I put um, <laughs> 30 minutes in, in question. And, and a question mark. I mean, we 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 did talk about death threat for like twenty minutes, so it deserved it. Uh, that's it my fault. It. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So so that is our main focus, and we are going to move on to our next segment. Card talk. This is my boomstick this is utilizing the low cost cards and this was an idea from fiero which is how you pronounce it correctly matthew from his yeah i was saying fiero well but here's the thing because usually if you see the j sound in spanish you pronounce it with a but no the word this is in english yeah it's not a spanish word yeah yeah anyway so it's not English, Apologies though. It's to Esperanto. So, it's Esperanto. Oh my gosh. Shut yeah. up, Sam. No, I'm it's just what messing. it is. That's what he said. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the one and two cost cards for each, each faction uh, and just our thoughts on them real quick. So, Sam, why don't you start with the Necros, the Nice Cross cards? Yeah, baby. Um, I don't know the names in Esperanto, so I can't do that, but um i'm gonna talk about death touch influence in death cultist um to utilize these i think it's kind of situational being low cost cards you want to buy them wisely uh death touch is a great opening round or early uh turn count card to get uh sometimes if i'm really racking up the red cards and i've got like one uh one death touch maybe and i get a rot i get another death touchdown like because i started early something like that i will actually scrap the death touches um yep, so that's yep. the thing if you get over utilized on the death touch maybe you have two of them in your hand it's a great move to scrap one of them um mid or late game so you don't keep drawing them because they're not super strong when it comes to giving damage influence well, is once awesome. the, once mm-hmm. once the scraps done its thing you want to get yep. rid of them yep exactly uh influence is great um cheap gold what can what more can you ask for it's a great move for a fighter to get that instead of a fire gym it's good for anyone to get it instead of a fire gym um great econ for clerics and for uh thief especially when smooth heist it i mean it's a great card um the death cultist can be utilized really well by a helm fighter uh, as we kind of alluded to earlier getting those cards as a helm fighter can be really nice and i also like it as a cleric to proc mm-hmm. that phoenix helm early also it's any guard you can get is a good um dude wall member so you know building up your guards can be really nice um chris what do you think about that yeah so i think that death cultist has like a hidden combo with varic that's super nice not only does it faction for varic but varic hides out behind the death cultist and that's even mm-hmm. stronger on cleric of course where you're buffing them both up but that's just uh-huh. a quick shout out i wanted to make for a death cultist yeah it's a good point and, and if you can grab a few guards especially those cards that are your non-guard champions that you can hide behind like broline and um well go ahead and you you didn't get into this, but with the uh, uh, shining breastplate builds now, 
yeah. stuff like a death cultist or whatever, if you can pump those up to five or six defense, they get pretty good. <laughs> I've been slowly leveling my cleric, and I'm it's going to be a, a shining breastplate. I haven't got to play it yet. It's I'm fun. Really, I'm it's really fun. like it is pretty fun. Anticipating yeah. that it's going to be great. It plays different. It's a little bit different, but it's fun. Anyway, yep. Any final thoughts? You guys? now. I think you covered it pretty good. I, I like your thoughts on the, the Necros cards. Awesome. So, so Matt, how do you feel about the two guild cards? All right, we'll talk about guild, and it's pretty straightforward. They are profit and intimidation. Hmm. Uh, intimidation That's not is how actually you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Google! I, I pressed it on the Google thing. No, um, intimidation is one of my favorite cards to see in many classes, uh, especially early game or even mid-game, I'll buy it uh, often because it's a good way to just get some extra damage and finish off your opponent. Uh, Intimidation, I'll just say, is good because fighters like it in some situations. Now, in some situations, they don't. It's better just to use your uh, skill. But if you can get mm-hmm. an intimidation game, and use, use your skill, but if you can, if you have four and you can do get an intimidation yes. and use your skill, you are a happy fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wizards like it because it's an action and does five damage, and you can uh, pair it up with other guild, etc., uh, etc. Et my my point is, even if you don't match it up or faction it, you're still going to do five damage with it, and it's going to be a helpful card in your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, profit typically you're only going to buy if you uh, are desperately trying to faction your deception <laughs> or another guild card. <laughs> It's not a very good card. Or if you're a wizard you're gonna, and you just need actions, I'll buy, I'll buy a profit with uh, wizards as well. You might buy an early game for yeah. if you're looking for economy, but that's yeah. about the That's other. it. It sucks. It's one of the worst cards in the game, actually, profit. Imperial. <laughs> yeah, so here we're looking at taxation, an economy-providing card, along with recruit. And then tithe priest. So the first thing that I'll say is taxation is a lot like profit, but it's probably better um, because the health gain that it provides mm-hmm. will be a little more relevant than the damage that um, that the profit can get if you were to you know faction either of them. The use case that Tim alluded to for profit applies to taxation as well, which is this. If you're early in the game and you have three economy um, and there's something that's expensive and awesome on the row, it makes a lot of sense to buy taxation or profit in those situations because you um, want to get that expensive card. And if you do that, I actually think that it's probably worthwhile. Say, say you have the three economy and you, decided you want to get a profit or i guess we'll say taxation and a fire gem you should buy the taxation before you buy the fire gem in case something like an elven gift flips so just a quick point about like turn order and stuff like that to be made there um recruit i think we've talked about a lot uh as far as being a card that we like in a lot of cases the fact that it provides a really solid amount of health while developing your economy um is really useful Additionally, um, that scales up a little bit. If you faction it, it's even more economy. And if you have a little bit of a board presence, you can gain a ton of health. So 
recruit can definitely be utilized by wizards or anyone who's facing down an aggro matchup you can consider recruit last but not least is tithe priest so tithe priest is much maligned by many (laughs) and um you know in some ways it deserves its reputation but in other ways you can find use cases for it and that's kind of what this segment is about so in the spirit of that i think that if i was on the defensive and I had a taxation or a close ranks, I would be interested in Tithe Priest, and that Tithe Priest could do some work for me. I also think if I was playing Cleric, and I was just in, like, buy whatever champions I can mode, Tithe Priest can have some appeal there as well. So that is my thoughts on the Imperial cheap cost cards. So I'm going to talk about the Wild faction cards. So I get the uh, best faction here. When it comes to low cost spark, uh, discard damage, more damage on a faction ability. Great job. Uh, you know, great one cost card. Probably. I mean, if you're looking at just the one cost cards, death touch is the only thing that's anywhere close to it. So like those, you know, it's a great one. Elven gift at two cost is probably my favorite two cost card. It's kind of mediocre, but that cycle is so good that it's it's really good. And and if you're going wild with you know with wild cards, like it gets so good. <laughs> and uh, wolf shaman, uh, that's one where it's got four defense. It's not a guard, so it's it's okay. Uh, not a lot of damage unless you've got other wild cards. So like wolf shaman's okay, but. Uh, I'm usually prioritizing other stuff, but I will say if you're going into getting a lot of wild cards or champions, that, that four defense is, is pretty solid for a two coster. Go ahead, Chris. So I wanted to ask um, with Wolf Shaman, if you were playing fighter, would you take fire gem before you took Wolf Shaman? And if the answer is fire gem, how many wild cards would you need before you took Wolf Shaman? Okay, I would take Fire Gem over Wolf Shaman most of the time. Thought if so. I have no wild cards in my deck, I'm taking Fire Gem. Yep. If I have a couple of wild cards in my deck, then I'm thinking about it. So I think I need two other wild cards before I really think about that. Mm. And then if I've got three or four, I'll take a Wolf Shaman. Now, and- that can depend because that, that four defense that people are spending can make you stick around a little longer, so... That's the one upside to Wolf Shaman that's really good, besides the artwork being really cool. So, uh, <laughs> it does have great art. That's a good call. <laughs> I, I, it, these these uh, one, two, and three cost cards in in the wild all have really cool artwork too. Elven oh, yeah. Shift, yeah, man. <laughs> okay, so that is gonna cover the uh we we tried to make that one pretty quick i don't we went long in the uh main segment so we kept this one kind of short so who let the pod out is next sammy who let the pod out who let the pod out who let the pod out who let the pod out? All right. For this week's Who Let the Pod Out, my friends, 
we have a continuation of last week's because I did have two ideas. But again, we talk and talk and talk. And therefore, we got one of them in. So if you remember, last week was like a kind of like card talk, but where you kind of rank on the on the ranking system. These are the cards that I think are the best on their own. Well, as it already happened last week, it came out. We, we couldn't stop ourselves, but because you, you always think, well, the cards aren't you know, like in a vacuum, right? So I knew that was coming, and I had this idea too, which is uh, a live draft and discussion while doing it. So if we had a segment on the podcast where we did a live draft and a discussion, I think it would be really helpful because it captures that element of, well, I'm going to choose this, I'm going to choose that, and this is why, and then we can all fight about it and tell each other that we're wrong because of this or because of that. Um, We could uh, prioritize death touch over everything, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> Tell everyone about that stuff. Now, the best part about this idea is the name. So I would love it if we could name this one Huge Dex. And then in the intro, <laughs> you have to talk like Beavis and Butthead and say, oh, I got a huge deck. Uh, oh. I think it'd be so good. I think it'd be the best. I can't do a, a Beavis. I think it'd be way more embarrassing to do a, a bad Beavis. I have only <laughs> a little bit of a Butthead. So that's all you're going to get is, I got a huge deck. Uh, oh. and that's not even that good. I can, I can hear myself and I know I could do better. So, um, yeah, we all, we all know that the individual, individual card value is there, but it's all about doing it as a group, right? So what, what deck are you building? If you have the opportunity to build that deck? Um, and that's really it. I mean, every host would go, they would say what card, you know, it synergizes the most, what's the most powerful card you see in that hand. And if you guys have never done a draw, like, a uh, a draft most of you probably have but i really they're really fun because you start with five cards you pick one you pass it or is it two you pick two and you pass it whatever it, it is it you depends on how you do it yeah yeah there's different formats but you basically pick four of the five and then you lose the last one and then you keep going until you get to the specified number so you could um you could go through and you know every one of us could be drafting and passing i think with four people on on you would you would just pick one and pass it, pick one, pass it, pick one, pass it, um, and go from there. Chris, what's up? Is is this an actual way that people have played Hero Realms, or is this like entirely hypothetical, like taking the idea of drafting? Because I feel like the card game Epic, you yeah. do actually draft like this in Epic, right? I don't know if you guys played yeah. that one. That was the first um, game I played with with drafting. But I think there's there's other games, too, where I think you can do it. But I uh, like um, Seven Wonders has a drafting component to it. That's all about drafting. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but those are the only ones I, I have done. Chris, have they ever done like magic of the gathering with draft or it's all about just building your deck? Oh yeah. 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 Drafting is huge in magic. To me, it's my favorite. One of my favorite ways to play magic actually is drafting. Yeah. I think every, every, every collectible card game that, that you build, you construct a deck and stuff. They have a draft format. Yeah, pretty much. We, so we, yeah, like actually playing. I, it might be interesting to actually Best. play too, but actually playing, I think maybe that'd be actually, hey, a Lua a Lua idea. You could do a draft, <laughs> right? That'd be kind of cool. Hmm. But uh, actually playing, it'd be kind of flipping the idea in the head because you'd be starting with a really good deck and I don't, I don't, building your deck. I don't so think I'd want to play anti, it that way. But yeah, it's kind of like anti the spirit of the game. Um, but I think as an educational tool. Uh, and a great segment to be able to talk about why you built the deck the way you did and for us to talk shit to each other. 
I think it'd be great. It'd be really fun. My, I just got to say my favorite drafting game is best treehouse ever because you build an awesome treehouse. Oh, well, that sounds cars. amazing. Sorry. <laughs> I, love it. I, I think of it Sushi awesome. Go when I think of drafting That's a good game. one. Yep. Uh, but I have anyway, treehouse. That sounds cool. Matt's giving me this look like, are you fucking serious? No, no, no. I think that was a pretty taut. Uh, explanation. But no, maybe no, that, maybe taught, that's by my standards. <laughs> I mean, taught is maybe not the first adjective I would use to describe it, but I mean, <laughs> not against, not against. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea that if you, I, I like draft formats in like games and the games mm-hmm. that are built on a, a drafting mechanic like that. Yep. Um, I don't think I'd want to play Hero Realms where I draft a deck. Yep. And and then play it, but like using it as like a oh, what cards are good? What would I want to build? Like yep. sure. I think it's purely for podcast format. Each one of us builds a deck and then we all kind of make an argument for which one we think is the strongest of the four and why we chose it. It'd be fun to play it out once. We can go through all yeah. that. Might I'm well. with yeah. you. I I'd want to play it out. I yeah. and do the the throwdown with them. Yeah, it'd be fun to do once, nice. especially once once the game <laughs> Especially for waiting for like new content to come out <laughs> and yeah. an event to start up, man, it'd be kind of a fun thing to try. Maybe, yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I, code I it think in Lua. That, just wait. <laughs> I think that is something you could code in Lua. Exactly. Way, so. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Yeah, I don't know how easy it'd be, but sure. Or All who right, would want to do it? The plate. Yeah. First person to code it in Lua will get a <laughs> special badge on HeroHelper.com. Here we go. Congratulations. All right. Um, I'm going to do a quick speed round, guys. Since we're, we yep. did uh, Who Let the Pot Out here, I, I have some ideas I, I wrote down. Oh. You guys can do a um, on. Now, we're using an a, uh, online tool called Zencaster here. You can press a button called toggle, Raise Hand. Do you see this button, guys? Yeah. Yep. Now, if you think this is a good idea, Raise your hand. If you don't. Did you mute yourself? I think you might have muted yourself. I muted myself. I was trying to raise my hand. I muted myself. So you can see I'm very adept at at using this technology. Okay. So raise your hand if you think it's a good idea. If you think it's bad, don't do anything. Now, uh, it'll be very easy. Here we go. Just a few. All right. Each of you get a vote. I'm going to raise my hand too, damn it. All right. Um, we each get one vote for each. Okay. Uh, first is called Stata of the Data. And this is just using Hero Realms, or sorry, Hero Helper data to connect to the uh, state of the meta. I'm shaking his hand. Oh. <laughs> I love the idea. I really hate the fucking name. <laughs> so I'm not going to vote for it. Okay, oh, we've got, look at that. We're, we're three to one on this. Now, it's a I, horrible okay. name, and I will not allow it on my podcast. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown out. I think the wow. compromise is that we just staple Great it idea, onto though. The, we staple it onto the end of our, I mean, it's part of the state, state of the, uh, the meta. And we can drag yeah. data into that now. All right, uh, next yeah. one is called uh, Hero Realms Trivia. It could be trivia. metadata. Okay, no, Tim, it's over. Stop. All right, next one is called no, no. He- Hero Realms Trivia. Hero Realms Trivia. 
I'm very agreeable, oh, by the way, for the record. Yeah, we got I just don't know what it is, and so I am not voting. I didn't okay, vote for this one because I enough. don't and, understand it. And this isn't something is, that you is, could... is this like Trivial Pursuit about card? Kind of. It would be is not that... a recurring thing that you do. It would be like a once in, you know, we do it on a special episode. for We play it for like 15 minutes. All right, and you'd be like, what is the flavor text on command? Or reverse. You would Follow dream. me. Yeah, you would just read the flavor text on a card and be like, what card is that from? For example, right? Or what is the uh, <clears throat> what is the cost of uh, life drain or some shit like that, you know? Like, it could be... Yeah. Oh, I like this because I would be good at this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. It'd I think I could one. recreate, like, the base set of the game pretty easily, but the flavor text is where you got me thrown off. So I'm going to have to hit the books and start studying. flavor. Sam is in. If we, if we talk about the sound effects in the game, that should be part of it. (laughs) Cause like, like we're weak on that. Yeah. All right. So so Sam, we've gotten some extra um, explanation here. Are we we changing your vote? Are we going to make this? Uh, I don't know if you saw it. But I smashed that hand up once I heard <laughs> your idea. I smashed that shit. It's oh, good. I love that. I love it. Okay, it's the Nanos. Hero Realms Trivia. People, you heard it here first. It's coming to a future episode. Uh, all right, next one. <clears throat> now, this is also kind of a stupid game. Hero Realms Hangman. All right, this is just we do it verbally. I mean, we could do it <clears throat> on YouTube if we wanted to, but you don't really need video for it. Think of a name of a card, for example. Uh, Death Touch? Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Seven letter word. Single word. Tim, give me one letter. D. Nope. All right. So you have the first. So I, I hate this game. I hate if, this game. So the nearest has been drawn. No vote for me. Chris, you get one guess. Uh, R. There are two R's in this word, and I just put it into the chat. Oh, fuck it, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to solve the puzzle, please. I was like, yep, I know what it is. <laughs> now, I chose a very simple one here, but you know how to play Hangman. Uh, what do you think? You're wrong, Hangman? Uh, if it's a, we it's a no shots, for me, dog. Yeah. If we take yeah, shots and no. we get the wrong, then it'd be I more might be fun. To do it, but. It'd be more fun if we could do YouTube and get some visuals with it. Okay, fine. Let's go. Yeah. This could be something I could see you doing uh, if you ever streamed. Yeah, game. it could be. Yeah, it could be fun visual. Yeah, it could be a stream sure. thing. But. Uh, next one, card art. <clears throat> now, this would be difficult, but what we could do is actually, um, just basically, as long as we didn't spend too much time on it, we could talk about some of our favorite card art, and we could even talk about some of our favorite alt card art. And if we oh. wanted to, oh. we could um, easily just do quick, easy YouTube videos of them. Where we actually have the thing, and we could even just have our audio buy it. All right, uh, Double Dubs is not raising his hand on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, He's not a connoisseur. Like it needs the it it needs the visual medium, in my opinion. Like I love the idea <laughs> of taking a focus on the artwork and breaking yes. down like what the alternate printings are and stuff like that. 
Um, but I like it more in a visual medium. What do you got, Tim? I love the card art, man. I could talk about card art for hours, <laughs> man. For like sure. I, you, you go, you can make a game out of it and be like, what card has a tiny little wolf in the upper left corner? And now that's trivia. Wolf shaman. Yeah. And we can combine the art with the trivia and I'd be all about that. (laughs) True. If you've seen me stream, I will, I will zoom in on these cards. Oh yeah. Like, wow, I never noticed that in the art. Chris (laughs) makes a good point though. Like newer players or players who aren't as familiar with the cards won't even know what we're talking about. Large core of our audience though, I think do know the card fairly well. So we could talk about it and probably get some laughs out of it, but. All right. Anyway, I will so say, dude, sometimes those, uh, I don't know, like small details when you have your friend who's like, oh, I love this game, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, look at the art on this thing. It like kind of hooks you in, you know, so maybe yeah. for the new people, like, they can look be at like, those oh, abs on Varric. Yeah, I never noticed very sexy abs. Like, <laughs> okay. And then you could even break out the alt art and be like, look at Tyranor. He's a great card. But have you thought about him as a conductor in front of a symphony? <laughs> Probably not. And here yeah. you go. Look at that. And dance okay. is amazing. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. My next one is called wish list. And this is where we just talked about stuff. We wish that either the game had or the app itself had and stuff that we wanted. What do you think? I feel like we do that every time. I mean, I think we, we already do that. <laughs> <laughs> like every time we do we that. We could make a specific segment. segment for it though. And just like rattle some stuff off. It could be kind of fun. Yep. Okay. All right. So yep. just to recap, I had wish list, card art, Hangman trivia state of the uh, state of the data. It, it'd be metadata. That's what we would call okay. it. And all right, we could, uh, the name is all right. So if we change the name, then Tim is probably on board. All right, so awesome. all of these basically got passed except for Hangman, and that was basically just because it's some visual. So hey, not not bad, not bad for a uh, creative brainstorming session, there, guys. What do you think? Who let the pot out? Pretty good. Very good. I really appreciate that. And, the, and definitely in the spirit of who let the pot out. So props right. to that, dude. I, All right, go on. Oh, yeah, Chris, go ahead. I just also think this is a great a spot to shout out to the community that if there's anything that any of you can think of, that would be cool segments to feature on the pod. Ooh. Of course, we're always like a thousand percent welcome to whatever people want to hear. Obviously, we want to make the content that you want to check out. So let us know how you would let the pod out and we'll be sure to do that totally we like this episode we had uh fiero and uh clyde uh seal rider sorry and uh last episode we also had fiero and uh vegna prime isn't that fiero i got it right come on guys yeah it's fiero okay um i remember fiero what used to be a car when a popular car when i was growing up that kid, that kid yeah, I remember that too. You're thinking of Ford Fiesta, I think. <laughs> no, there's Fieros too, dude. I, I know. I'm just making dumb jokes, man. <laughs> Fiesta sucks. I'm, I'm trying to keep Sam in that closet as long as possible. Let's dive into it. Community Roundup. Wrap it up. Well, the very first thing I would like to say during the community roundup and think something we haven't said yet is the man who normally runs the community roundup and has often uh, recorded it 
himself recently celebrated his birthday. And I just wanted to give a happy birthday to you, Mr. Matt Rooks. Uh, I will not disclose your years, but 44. <laughs> you're, you're the wow. shit, man. And we love your ass. Especially double your fours, y'all. Hey, 44 years young, y'all. I spent Ooh, it yeah. on he's the double. There. He's the double quad, not the <laughs> double dubs. Wow, I'm getting one up left and right around here. I love it. First, it was triple dubs. Now it's the quad, the double quads. But cheers yep. to you, man. You you rock. Yeah. For sure. Happy birthday, Matt. Thanks, cheers buddy. Cheers to the jiggy. Everyone roll uh, a joke on his username as a wizard. I've got Pigmalinkpa or whatever the hell I even put. It was like Pigmalinkpa or something. I don't even remember. (laughs) I've got Wizmalinkpa. Yeah, that's a good good one. Everyone roll that in honor of Matt for his birthday and send him challenges and he'll love it. Love it, guys. Um, I love the whole community. All right, so that said... Yes, of course. (laughs) And uh, that said, I've got Tavern Brawl. So Tavern Brawl was super fun. Uh, Five weeks... We've got the top four players, Tropic, sorry, the top four teams, Tropic Thandar, Guest Congress, Hero Cool, and Hero Damned. Congrats to all those players. Y'all did a great job. Let's go, um, Hero Cool. I am not That's going to team. name everyone in the name of time, but you guys know who you are, and you should be proud because my team was two and three, and we are in, I don't know, how many teams are there? Whatever, third to last place, fourth Twelve. to last place. So, uh, largely because of my performance. So, good job, you guys. You did a great job. My team is top four despite my performance. I'd be (laughs) remiss not to mention that now that we have the top four, they're going to do a playoff to get the king of the tavern brawl. So, good luck to you all. (laughs) Um, I'm just making it up. I don't know what this shit's... I don't remember what this shit's called. (laughs) So, uh, next we're going to talk about the top three players. Um, We have two rookies and i love it so people that you may not have heard about because they're kind of new to the to the servers but rip and joe boo were in one and two so rip at number one 13 and two uh 86 win percentage really good job rip do you guys know what rip was playing fighter rip with fighter and joe boo also had fighter if i yeah. recall because yeah. joe boo was at least in season two joe boo's not yeah oh, you're right did well in okay. season two, Joe. Boo did. <clears throat> yeah, very well. As yeah. Fighter. Yeah. And he is, I know he's buddies with Horgle as well. So, oh, is good he? Job, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. That's my only Jobu fact that I got. Jobu, you did great, man. And isn't Jobu the name two. of like w- the little god that the guy worships in Major League? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I love that. Sure. That's is. what I think of when I think of Jobu. What does he say when you can't hit the curveball? He's like, fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. (laughs) Yeah. Right? (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I will actually, I I don't know how we're doing this. It's more of like, if this is a rank or a dense rank uh, situation, but Jobu, Decat says meow, Cory Bear, and Panic 74 are all 12 and 3. And Game Freak, Zimbu Hood, Darklighter are all 11 and 4. So there you go. Way to go, fellas. I think I was like five and eight. So, and uh, and so now that we have done Tabber Brawl, I'm going to pass it off to Tim to give an update on what the hell is HL? Highlander. <laughs> Highlander. <laughs> to give an update on Highlander. Highlander event four. Um, round one, round two are all done. There's just a couple matches left for event four. And then we will 
see everybody's points and who was in the top four and all of that. And we will get the invites out for the season invitational. I have to figure out exactly how we're going to do that. So, uh, yeah, but that will be coming up before too long. Chris. All righty. So King of the Castle, some very exciting times in the realm. If you're a fan of the King of the Castle. So basically with the retail release, the uh, castle was splintered into two towers or castles, as it were. And they were being defended side by side and the challengers would face off one or another. Well, uh, I took out the longstanding champion Noodle Tulpa in an epic battle that, you know, was was super close and super fun. And then Zembu had recently taken out Rucksack, who also had put together a nice string of defenses, I believe. I don't remember the exact numbers there on them, but because I stream and I knew Zembu, uh, you know, could usually make it to the stream. I messaged him and was like, Hey man, let's uh, do a clash of the Kings on stream. And it was just going to be like a, a fun thing at first. And like, let's just do it. We're both Kings. It'll be cool to stream it. And then uh, <laughs> it, one thing led to another and it became that the crowns were on the line and that whoever won would be the sole ruler of the kingdom so we had our battle on stream and lady luck uh favored me in those games i got just the for each matchup i kind of had the cards that you'd want to see and was able to unite the kingdom under one rule and then my very first challenger the cat says meow came in and whooped me in a 3-0 of his own and <laughs> then he proceeded to lose to daily 23 i think so yes. like kings fallen left and right in the king of the castle event uh which is super fun and cool and part of you know uh, how we want the event to go and stuff like that. So uh, right now I haven't heard any news of Daly's defense. And by the time this comes out, you know, that'll likely have happened and we'll have some more news. But that's how King of the Castle is looking. The The realm is once more united, perhaps to be split again sometime in the future. Only time will tell. Over to Mr. Blue, Jigmalingpa. <laughs> right that's you man you got a great transition yeah i've got survivor up next i, I will just say uh, thanks to everybody who's participating in uh kings of the castle uh great run so far we decided to do the clash of kings i said when we got down to like five people in the sign up we do it but he called for the clash of kings and we i figured why not let's mix it up a little bit we unified it it was a fun event and congrats to you, Double Doves, on that, even though it was short-lived. It's a fun event, and you were back in line again, and you're signed up again. Oh, yeah. Um, Survivor. This is a tournament run uh, mainly by Decatz's Meow, Alex Rogers. Uh, this is a an event where you start with up to five heroes who slowly are eliminated after they lose single matchups each. each. I think it's each week, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while because I'm eliminated. It's it's as often as he the rounds finish and he posts the next as they take, yeah. And, and then it actually gets quicker as it, the pool gets smaller. 
anyways, uh, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven heroes, or I'm sorry, players remaining who actually have heroes uh, who haven't been eliminated yet. And I think we started with 20 or more. Uh, so um, it's getting close to the end. Agency 13 is one of those. Horgle, Dusto, uh, PYFL, Noodle Tupe, Rucksack, and Master Choke are the others. So uh, you can see. Oh, man. Oh, well, fucking earphone just came. Even my earphones are like, man, come on. Let's wrap this shit up. Come on. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, the uh, wrap-up on Survivor. It's a great event. It's the first run, and it's almost coming to a close. So stay um, tuned for any updates on that. Up next, we have Predator. Sammy, keep it short and sweet, bud. Let's do it. Just give us a chopper. Your update for Predator. Short, sweet, and invisible. Top three Um, trophies. Top three trophies are. See, I feel a little discriminated against because you guys talked about King of the Hill for a long time, and there was no wrap up hands. I think there's some bias about who runs the events here. That's going on. I just wanted to say that and quickly. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned it quickly. Now, shout out to Daily Twenty Three. He is the administrator and lovely uh, leader of this event. Doing great job uh, with it. Thank you so much, Daily. Even from Australia, where the times are tough. He even he does this upside down. Upside down. He's so incredible. crazy. Uh, top three, and again, uh, we got Agent C13 in first place. Kind of loose, and Rucksack, both with 22. Agent C got 23, and then since there's a tie for a second, we'll go Goober's Joint with 21. So great job, guys. Um, the format, really quick, you start with five, you get killed, you've got a Predator. The Predator is the only one that can kill people. So these guys have done a great job. There are seven people who have been eliminated out of 25. So we we have uh, 18 remaining. I think, what round are we on? Is this round nine? Round There's nine. It's, round. We're, near, we're near the end, right? Yep. yep. There's yep. 10 Almost rounds. So. Okay. Yeah. Down to the wire. I mean, one over. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for that. Timmy, you're up next. Big news coming up with TCL. So the Thandar Combat League, run by three really awesome dudes, um, myself, Double Dubs, and Sack Force, uh, who I'm now going to call Snack Force. Um, (laughs) We are in round four of five for the Swiss seating tournament. Uh, That will be finishing up here before too long. And probably by the time the podcast actually is airing and stuff is about when I'm not sure when we're releasing this, but uh, we will be starting season one shortly Uh, after that seeding tournament's done. We'll seed those divisions and we'll get playing. And I'm really excited to get started playing the actual season um, because that's going to be the fun, cool part about this is playing through the season and the projected start date on that season. Sorry, I think we said the 5th of <clears throat> September, September, which is so, very soon. Yeah. Just a few yeah, days after uh, this podcast drops. Sweet. It's yes. going to be a lot of so fun. That's, and you can sign up until like the third or fourth. I think like the fourth or whenever I decide the divisions, that's when you can sign. So like that Sunday before is when I'm going to be doing stuff. So Saturday, the third, you can sign up and I'll add you to a bronze division. 
if that's the case. So. Yeah. And if you're listening to this later, this podcast at a later date, you can still sign up. There'll be windows to join the for league season two. Yep. Yeah, or season two. You can sign up at any time. You'll just have to wait for the season to end to start in the next yeah. season. Check out the Discord and the links in the show notes. You'll find all the info you need. Awesome. This is like the the league leaderboard thing in the app, only way better. So, yeah, <laughs> for idea. multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yes. Um, next, last but not least, HRPC Hero Rouse. The Herpsy. <laughs> no. no, someone had to do it. I, yeah, I, I think of that too sometimes when I see it. But it is one of my favorite events. That was Smack Force, not me. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> Hero Realms Premier Circuit, uh, ran by the legendary Dark Lighter. Super awesome event for him to run. Always Shout love these. Um, great turnout of players. This one, basically, everyone can have up to. <clears throat> excuse me, five heroes in the tournament, one of each. So it's like a massive free for all of all the classes up against each other. I'm going to do a quick rundown of how the top eight is looking right now. And so the first player in the top eight is the cat says meow with his fighter. And he will be facing the winner of rucksack versus jig Malinkpa. Um, So, Jig with a shot at top eight, it looks like there. Ooh. What what Next are the classes spot. on that again? Uh it is Rucksack's fighter against your thief. Oh sweet. Yeah. Bring it on, Rucky. Rucksack for Rucksack. Sure. <laughs> and then we've got uh Connor WWG up against Cory Bear 88 in the top eight. Cory Bear, and it was a cleric mirror. He's already advanced to the top four. So um, securing a spot in the top four is Corey Bear 88 with a cleric, which I think is pretty sweet to see a cleric run the gauntlet there. Next in the top eight, we have the cat says meow, his thief who beat Paul Solomon's fighter, Paul Salomon, Solomon, Uh, Solomon. Yeah, I thought, okay, thank you. The uh, Mr. Honeybee himself, right? Honeybuzz, Honeybuzz, Mr. Honeybuzz. Fantastic. So uh, the cat, uh, beat him to secure a spot in the top four with his thief. And then very last, a name that, you know, never get tired of saying the cat says meow with yeah. his ranger. Also in the top eight, he is going to face the, we're a little backed up on this one, but uh, it's my cleric against noodle Tupa's fighter he'll play the winner of that match in the top eight so yeah. i'm i'm alive for the top eight uh hope to get there past noodles fighter we'll see how that goes and then i got a tough ranger matchup against a cat to see if i can advance to the top four yeah okay all right so that wraps up the community roundup Alrighty, everybody. Um, I'm Tim, Agency 13. Uh, thanks for listening to this long episode that we are putting out. Uh, really glad that everybody that uh, listens, downloads our podcasts, uh, that all the Patreon and 
other supporters. We really appreciate you. We appreciate the uh, Discord discussion, all of that stuff. So thank you, everybody. It's a pleasure to do this and have people actually care about it. So, oh, here, here. Thanks, everyone. I really appreciate uh, all you listening. Please sign up and track your data at hero-helper.com. Um, I love that website, and I want it to keep alive. And that's all. Appreciate you. Yep. And uh, just also want to plug twitch.tv slash double dubs. Come hang out while I stream on a new night Wednesdays at the usual time of 930 Eastern. We'll go for about two hours. So catch me on stream if you want more fantastic Hero Realms content on Wednesdays. Twitch.tv slash double dubs. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Well, wrapped up, everybody. Another taunt short and concise episode lucky 13 the baker's dozen to wrap it up uh no really uh great times uh enjoyed catching up with you guys it's been actually almost a month i think since we recorded the last one but here we are again um i just want to say thanks to everybody uh it's been a long treacherous journey for the ss sparks and rack but we have returned into calm and peaceful waters once again you're returning to our home port, Thandar, to uh, release our passengers into the city again. This is so such a bad fucking wrap up, but you know what? we're gonna roll with it. We most on this treacherous <laughs> journey, we dodged most great. of that bombs. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it. Indiana. I thought going. it was great. Don't yeah. stop. Keep going. Come Nailed on. it. Uh, Which is Thandar. <laughs> Which is Thandar. Here we are at the port of Thandar guys so enjoy your stay uh let we need some short leave again uh we will be back though in a couple weeks uh in the meantime see you in the realms enjoy the game uh enjoy the discord enjoy the community enjoy the events catch you on the flip side peace out everybody we made it to the end of the show Congratulations, you're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta analysis, and everything Hero Realm.